Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Welcome to Born to Watch, where three old mates, an ex-video shop owner, an industry insider, and a black belt in 80s kung fu movies, put their mastery to the test on movies that change the world. I'm Whitey and it's that time of the week again. It's another episode of Born to Watch and this is a special one. It's our first superhero movie and what a place to start. Two hours and 32 minutes and the first comic book movie to reach the $1 billion mark. This movie is epic in every proportion. The middle movie of arguably the best superhero trilogy of all time, The Dark Knight changed the way comic book movies were perceived. Its bleak, realistic landscape was something completely different to what we'd seen before in any Batman movie before it. Let's meet the team. Dan, up there on the land, how are you, mate? Yeah, I don't know that I agree with anything you just said in your opening statement, but this is going to be an interesting podcast. Hello, Fwits. Glad to be here. I'm on the Red Wines tonight. Shout out to Cat Amongst the Pigeons. Thank you. The sponsor for this evening. And uh, yeah, look out, you two. Okay, looking forward to that. And we have a special guest with us in the panic room today. You'll know him from amazing podcasts as The Goonies. Yep. And The Raid. Yep. And another one as well, I think, somewhere along the line. Yeah, there's a few of them. Uh, Damo from Vicky Point. Well, I couldn't resist because you rang me and and you made me feel like Maverick from Top Gun. I need you. Well, it was, you heard yourself say, look, Gow's out. We need you on the podcast. But that's not what I heard. I heard, I heard, Wood's been hit, Wood's been hit, Voodoo 1, Voodoo 1, Wood's been hit. We've lost Hollywood. I repeat, we've lost Hollywood. Launch Maverick on Alert 5. Yeah. yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And, mate, we, we couldn't do this one without you. As, as Gow is travelling, uh, business comes first, apparently, but he is also helping Morgs with his progression into the academy for 2024. Right. Yeah. yeah well, I'm, I'm, I'm all pumped again for 2024. I know I've been a bit dark on those Academy knobs recently, but hey, I think I can do more good for us if I'm actually on the inside rather than chucking bombs from the outside. So thank you, G-Man. And uh, yeah, thank you, Damo. Well, I think a sack of potatoes could do the Academy more good because I I think it just showed how irrelevant they are. And their ratings are like 5% of the country. So 95% of people could not give a shit. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a real shame. It was a big, I remember when we were kids, it was a big thing to watch Mm. the Academy Awards and um, yeah, a really big deal. But I agree, it's it's a little farcical at the moment. Damo, before we begin, I'm stoked to have you here. I just, I'm not sure about (laughs) your... Your or um, your, the, your your past, I guess. I, I've, I've known you for a long time, but I really mm. didn't know you in your rooting years. Were you a mad rooter like the G Man? Like, did you put away some tens like he did? Like, if we, I guess I'm saying, have we got a like mm. for like replacement tonight? I know that the G was a he was a dragon slayer. How how do you yeah. go with the ladies? Now, I think I had more knockbacks than anyone else on the entire planet. I would wow. Uh, 
You know, what was, your, what, only, was your, what was your go? What was it? Was it? Were you throwing what, lines at him? Yeah, I had lots a, of lines, terrible lines. Yeah. Hey, do you think I look like Keanu Reeves when I clearly didn't? And they go, what? <laughs> you know, look, Jack shit like him. And uh, but uh, yeah, so again, lots of yeah, lots of knockbacks. Um, and uh, oh, look, every now and then, you know, you'd be you know, lucky, but win the lottery. Where was your hunting ground? Where was your hunting ground? Like, where, where did you would you, would you peel Jade's, a weak one Jade's from the D Y? D-Y, um, yeah, mate. <laughs> Mainly, um, or even sometimes I went into sort of um, Moseman, you know. Middle oh, Bridgeport. the Moseman. What was yeah. that? Bridgepoint Tavern. Bridgepoint Tavern. Yeah. And there was some other one with a piano bar in there. Oh, Minsky's. It's still Minsky's. there. Minsky's. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah, yeah, but there was a nightclub part component to it as well. Yeah. But yeah, but no, no, generally um, found myself going home alone. Yeah. Okay, Excellent. well, well done. Look, thank you for that, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, look, the hype was real from the start for The Dark Knight. Batman Begins may have started this new Batman universe, but here in Australia, it was obviously Heath Ledger's performance and the rumours stemming from that that had everyone talking about this movie. And the fact that he unfortunately passed before the release of it, just, it was a, it was the movie you had to see. Yeah. It's, um, I think that just sort of a little bit of a sentimental, emotional um, part of it was like, oh, heck, we have to go and see his, his swan song. Yeah. And he was he was tipped as as an Oscar performance from the start, and probably a, a, a quite a worthy winner, oh, for sure, yeah. without a doubt. And obviously, it, it didn't hurt that it was a posthumous award. Yeah, it, it's sort of like you know, like a lot of the academies that we we talked about. It's it's there's normally some sort of agenda or something else, and it, sometimes it has nothing to do with the performance. In this case, I think it was, but also, but the fact that he it was posthumously yeah. awarded. It, it sort of enhanced it a bit more and made it like it was impossible not to give it to yeah, him. Yeah, of course. But it's, I it think it was only, thoroughly. He was only 28. 28. Yeah. I know. He's very, he burned bright. He burned bright, that kid. Yep. There's no Ridiculous. doubt. No, very, extremely sad. But yeah, that was definitely a highlight to uh, yeah. revisit, revisit Heat's performance. Absolutely. So, gents, 2008, mm. when did we first see The Dark Knight? We'll start with you, guest. Um. <laughs> Um, I I saw it when it came on DVD because that was the time. I think I had uh, three kids under the age of seven. Or we eight. had the video shop. I had so the video shop, so I didn't go to the movies. Yeah, and I waited for everything to come. And tight, uh, uh, tight ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just there was no opportunity for me to go to no, the, I agree. Yeah. The, the the movies. Um, it was just impossible. And yeah, obviously with the video shop too, like. I was I had a normal sort of nine to five job anyway, and then I'd work on the in the video shop. But yeah, it, it, it was definitely on the um the DVD when it came yeah. out, and yeah. I, I can't actually remember when I first watched it or what I first thought about it. but yeah. that would have been it. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Dan? Well, I feel like I would have gone to the movies. Did we? Did we? Did I go with you to see this? I, I think we did. Uh, not the first time that I saw it, but we did okay. see this at the movies together. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. No, I, I remember it being an event for sure, and I think that. The Heath Ledger performance was definitely talked about. I remember I was I was definitely still way on the periphery of the academy back there, but there was definitely a few of the boys reached out. Clint, Clint Eastwood, I remember he was he he reached out to me. He was like, "What's the wow. go with this Heath Ledger kid?" Yeah, it was, and that was big. He doesn't say a lot, Clint, but he's a pretty funny, dude. So yeah. um, profound when he speaks. Wow. He is, he is, and I, I just said, "Get fucked, watch it yourself." And um, yeah, was, that was good. Fair enough. Yeah, look, I saw this. This was. A solo on my own. It was a nine AM session at Warrywood oh, Cinema wow. in the Grand mm. Theatre. Roy Mustakas on my wow. own. <laughs> yeah, the first session it was available. There was not a midnight screening. I was yep. there, yep. and I walked out of it going, "Oh my god, 
it's like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. And was just blown away by how good this movie was. And then when I would have gone, I think it would have been that weekend we went down and seen it again. So, yeah, I was all over this from the start. And then with the video shop, I think I bought 65 copies oh of this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it rented its tits off. Well, it, it came with huge marketing as well, didn't it? It, it was massive. Yeah, yeah, massive. Well, your store was probably way bigger than mine. So we might have got about 15, which yeah. is massive yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, but as I was talking about with the marketing, and I, I will just say that we got a lot of posters. Yes. And there was three posters. There was one with the motorbike. There was one with Heath. And there was one with the like the, the fire on the, yeah, um, on the, the building on the in building. the bat symbol. Yeah. yeah. So I have bought in. Wow. And this is, and I'm going to do it as a little bit of a giveaway, a, a, a poster of the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger in it. Um, so when you, I'll get you to stick it on, you know, I'll be on Instagram. You can reach out and, to us on and, Instagram. And then make a comment if you want it or whatever, and or yeah. make a, something funny and whoever thinks the best comment will um, yep. get you dressed and we'll send you the, um, the, the, poster. the poster with uh, with Heath Ledger on it. So, um, mate, you're the you're the guest that keeps on giving. Well, I just you know I just thought well I've got a few of them and I I think someone might like it. It's pretty cool. It's a yeah. pretty cool poster. I thought you couldn't have topped the the whole Top Gun monologue that you did just earlier. Oh, that, well, well, I, I will just say too. So, like all the past winners of Born to Watch, like there's a whole heap of them. Like Whitman Price, her dad. You know, <laughs> they've won all these wonderful things. So I just want to have this um, <laughs> Dark Knight poster going into that list Absolutely. of previous Born to Watch winners. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't look you, too hard for those three. As, as former <laughs> industry professionals, video shop owners, may they rest in peace, what, what other memorabilia did you guys collect? I know, Matt, you've got a pretty substantial Blu-ray collection. Was yeah. there anything else, Damo, <laughs> that you kept from the good times? Oh, I don't know. I got a, I've got a heap of posters, lots of posters still at home. I just thought I'd keep them. I've even got one... Oh, you know, I was saying like Hotel for Dogs and 300 and uh, just um, Transformers. But yeah, the Dark Knight ones were probably the best ones that I had. I think, and I've got Tropic Thunders. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So it was probably, and Iron Man, I've got Iron Man. That's a good so one. So obviously yeah, 2008. 2008. Yeah, so yeah. I, I kept some of those. But, um, and I didn't keep, we did, I think I mentioned it once before that we bought a DVD. We, we thought we'd sort of look at um, starting the soft porn section. So I got Girls of McDonald's doing Playboy. So Playboy went around all these different McDonald's and found girls that they thought were pretty good looking and hit them up and said, hey, do you want to come and do a Playboy shoot? And I saw that advertised, you know, you got the thing. And yeah. so I went, I'm buying it. <laughs> so we put it in store. <laughs> Never rented once. I think it went out a couple of times, yeah. yeah sure. Yeah, it's a demo, Giles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on the house account. Yeah. On the house account. Uh, yeah, for me, it was essentially like two for you, one for me when I bought a lot of stuff. I think I got about 500 Blu-rays at home. Wow. Oh, I did buy a Guitar Hero 2, um, Metallica, because we had games as well. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Set the over and unders at 15 for this, and I'm sure that there's only one person that goes over. We're going to start with Dan on the land. Uh, how do you fare, Dan? I've been seeing this for a long time, and I would say for the first time in a while, I'm unders for this. Yeah, I don't think okay. I've seen this uh, that many times. Okay, cool. And Damo? Well, I just want to put it in a little bit of perspective because you mentioned Goodfellas well, the other week and you guys were talking a gazillion watches. So yeah. I've watched that twice. I've watched LA <laughs> Confidential three times. I've watched Indiana Jones maybe six times. Now this, this is in high rotation. Okay. High rotation. Like, well, and I once go, every seven years? I, I reckon I've seen it eight times. So okay. let, let's let's do the maths though. Mm. Let's do the math. The dog ears. The, um, I, that's 50. That's 50 yeah, watches for yeah, you. Yeah, I think so. 
I, yeah. I'm going to say it's the it's the rule of six. What, what, what movie do you reckon you? What are you seeing the most, Amo? What's your, what's your Star Wars? Star Wars would Star, be number okay, one, yeah. and and then yeah. it'd be either yeah, and then you'd be moving into Lord of Rings, and and yeah. then this Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Okay, possibly, no, yeah, possibly, yeah. It's high praise. Or maybe you know what? And I've probably seen the Sound of Music. You know, because like all through when you grew yeah. up, there was yeah. the only thing on TV. You'd watch that, and a couple of years ago when I went to New York. Sound of, uh, Sound of Music was on. We had a big day and we all just stayed in and watched the Sound of Music. So I reckon that might be up there as well. It's We've a good got, there's movie. There's a massive, massive a link to the Sound of Music too from the Born to Watch team so we've got actually what? a former a former von trapp star what in uh yeah so oh like, that's, that's captain, right i know where you're going now yes captain yeah. von trapp captain georg <laughs> yes call me georg please yes. i go as georg not <laughs> yes. captain I've, I've relinquished all military garb and Fair i just enough. go as georg yes georg yes <laughs> I, I i went along and saw the musical and matthew was excellent but can i just say he was blown off the stage by one <laughs> One thespian that you would not pick in a million years, but you know him, Damo, David Richards, Insta- Richard. Chief, Chief <laughs> Inspector. Chief Inspector oh. David Richards these days. With the blonde hair. Formerly, yeah. yeah. He, his performance, I don't even know the name of the song, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Oh. I am 16, Sting going on 17. On. You are 17, going <laughs> on. He was brilliant, mate. All that props to Dave. Garden. Yeah. He's not he's not a naturally over exuberant sort of dude and he had a big fucking go. And uh yeah, it was it was it was excellent. So but it, yeah, former former sound of music uh actors in our midst. Well alum, he, he, alum. he he might not have had the voice, but holy crap, he had the Aryan look. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he nailed it. You do not get more than <laughs> no, the, the, mas- the master, master race, race. yes, yeah. than than Dave. So no, yeah. it was uh, it was very good. Who were the, the female stars? I can't even remember. Uh, Michelle Smith played Maria. Yeah, she was uh, always excellent, yes. And that was really the only main female. Like, a lot of them were younger because they played the kids. Of course, um, yeah. So, but, yeah, look, it was a lot of fun. Uh, fraught with with nervous tension, but, uh, you know. Was it Glen, Glen Street uh, Theatre? Glen Street Theatre. Oh, we, yeah. uh, we did seven performances. We did five. Or we, no, sorry, we did nine performances. We did seven wow. shows and two matinees. Matinees were hard because there were school kids and they were just sort of talking to it and he was like, shut the fuck up, kids. I'm trying to sing <laughs> And did you, were you method? Did you, did you break character or did you? Oh, no. Look, I'll, t- I'll tell you how method I went. Uh, I borrowed a, a jumper from a teacher at school. And this is, this will just explain to you just how unmethod I am, not only in my acting career, but in life in general. I borrowed that, <laughs> I borrowed that jersey, uh, that jumper that I wore in the musical from, a Mr. Drummond. Oh, Phil Drummond. I'm aware of that name. Yes. Mm. And so uh, nothing that was on or in that jumper rubbed off onto me. But so, uh, no, to, to, be, to be short, not method. Right. The, I, I oh, oh was... no, you've, you've moved on from that particular topic far too quickly. So <laughs> F-Wits, if you don't know, two, two of the three on this podcast tonight went to Chroma High, which is featured prominently in the press over the years. But uh, this particular teacher that Matthew refers to, was he was a younger, sort of younger, cool yeah. teacher. He good, yeah, he uh, was. Rob, yeah, Rob got, he was good, good kind fella. Kind of your mate. Yeah, good yeah, fella. Yeah, kind of your mate. Yeah. That's, that's, and um, that's, that's probably the, the, uh, the first warning sign. So, look, we're going to we, move into the trailer here and we're going to listen to the Dark Knight trailer. Stand by. 
ago, these uh, cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you. I mean, what happened? So what are you proposing? It's simple. Kill the Batman. <laughs> Here's my card. Bruce, this is Harvey Dent. Rachel's told me everything about you. I certainly hope not. You once told me that we'd be together. Did you mean it? Bruce, don't make me your only hope for a normal life. You're Alfred, right? That's right, sir. Any psychotic ex-boyfriends I should be aware of? Oh, you have no idea. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Well, hello, beautiful. You look nervous. I've seen now what I have to become to stop men like him. The night is darkest just before the dawn. I promise you, the dawn is coming. And here we go. Come on. This city deserves a better class of criminal. I'm gonna give it to him. No! You'll see. I'll show you. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Will you be wanting the bat putzer? In the middle of the day, Alfred? Not very subtle. The Lamborghini, then. Much more subtle. Another great trailer from Born to Watch. We just keep bringing the heat. Now, look, normally Gow here would give us a synopsis, but it's left up to me now because I'm picking up the slack. So this is from the back of the DVD case that would have been in Damo's video shop next to Playboy Girls of McDonald's. Uh, Playboy McDonald's, yeah. Playboy Girls of McDonald's, yeah. Okay, tell me what you think it is. Christian Bale once again embodies the man behind the mask in the dark night. The film reunites Bale with director Christopher Nolan and takes Batman across the world in his quest to fight a growing criminal threat. With the help of Lieutenant Jim Gordon and District Attorney Harvey Dent, Batman has been making headway against local crime until a rising criminal mastermind known as the Joker unleashes a fresh reign of chaos across Gotham. To stop this devious new menace, Batman's most personal and vicious enemy yet, he will have to use every high-tech weapon in his arsenal and confront everything he believes. Yes, it sounds about right, but for some reason, it doesn't. It, it's basically exactly what it is. But calling him Batman and the Joker, it, it doesn't sound as good when you read it as when you watch it. I, d I don't. I think it gives too much away. I think it's too matter of fact. Mm. Just pretty nuts and bolts, yeah. meat and potatoes. Yeah. So it's it essentially it it tells us what's going to happen, but probably too much. There's some goodies, there's some baddies. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it needs to. Yeah. Mm. We all know he's Batman. We all know he's going to go against the Joker. <laughs> Chaos and shoes. Yes. That could be it. Seven words. Yeah. Dan, thoughts? A Playboy girl of McDonald's <laughs> got six six point nine out of ten on IMDb. So Did it? that's yeah. Normally I'd give that a hard pass, but I think under. 
uh, Damo's massive recommendation. I think I'm going to have to give it a look. So, yeah, it released in 2005, um, starring Christy Creighton, Amanda Bell, Jen Takash, Shauna Getzinger. That's a, yeah, she'd be a goer. Wanda Kola and Randy Okialani. So, uh, yeah. Oh. Well, he's the infomercial king, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, Dan, that's that's wasted there. You could have saved that for if you like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to move into critical thinking. Now, this is, uh, a, this is pretty amazing. So IMDb has this at 9 out of 10. With 2.7 million people rating it, it ranks number three in the IMDb top 250. It's pretty high up. The only two movies above it are... The Godfather. Yep, that's one. And um, McDonald's nope. Playboy Girls. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption is oh, number one. All right. Wow, that means Morgan Freeman's in uh, two of the three. Yeah, absolutely. So pretty amazing. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 94% on both the tomato meter and the audience score. So rates extremely highly. Got a couple of reviews. Love to hear what you think about them. So the good one, we've got uh, Glenn Kenny from Mubi. This may seem like faint praise, but about the highest compliment I can give Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight right now is to say that there were many long stretches during which I didn't even realise it was a superhero movie. Mm, fair call. Yep. Now the bad. We've got Mark Savlov of the Austin Chronicle. It's jam-packed. <laughs> it's jam-packed with flawlessly designed set pieces and skullduggery. Sure. But it's also shrouded in grim portent, overlaid with a filigree of despair, and for good measure, covered in a patina of dire consequence. What did this dickhead just say to Thesaurus? This is why I have a disdain for other journalists. There was nothing about critiquing it. It was all about showing the words his, yeah. his um, yeah, yeah, the words that he can use. It was like a kaleidoscope of colours, Dan. Oh, G-Man's one of his famous. I was actually thinking of Gao. When you said all those words in succession. <laughs> <laughs> Gow, Gow would love that. That was, yeah, really gow That was very gow. Yeah. Sorely missed here tonight just because of that. But mm. he's, he's obviously with us. We've got a candle. We've got that lit there. It's burnt, yeah. yeah. And it seems to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll slide into ordinary people. And we'll start with Christian Bale. Uh, it's a massive cast, this movie. But we're going to start with Christian Bale. Obviously, he's Batman. Uh, of Scar, uh, initially cast by Steven Spielberg in 1986 for Empire of the Sun and absolutely just crushed it against some seasoned actors, one of them John Malkovich. Great movie. Have you seen Empire of the Sun? It's the little Chinese kid. Yeah. yeah. No, he, well, yeah, he's the... Oh, he's not the, He's <laughs> not a Chinese kid, no. Oh, he's not that good an actor. Bit like... Um, but he's not he's, Kirk he's Lazarus a great actor. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> what an incredible Kirk. performance. <laughs> he, is, he is not Kirk Lazarus. Um, that is for sure. Uh, but <laughs> Jesus, Damo, <laughs> my God! And then he was a jobber. So he was—he was—he did this amazing job, and he was a jobber until really he was cast as Patrick Bateman in 2000's American Psycho, yeah. which really announced him to the world. Uh, yes, won his Oscar for the portrayal of Dickie Eklund in The Fighter in 2010. Uh, for me, though, I think maybe one of his best performances, but also maybe one of his most underrated performances, is as Ken Miles in Ford vs Ferrari. Oh, I, uh, I still haven't seen mate, it. Mate, yeah, okay, so Dan, have you seen Ford vs Ferrari? Yeah, yeah, I have. Mate, what a film! What a movie! Thoughts? 
really interesting tone for that movie. Not what I expected. It's quite uh, well, it's, it's light James and Mang- really... It's James, yeah. James Mangold, which yeah. I, I thought it would be quite heavy, um, but it's a great film. It is. No, really enjoyable and not, not what I expected. And he's very good, as is Matt Damon in that. So, yeah, Damo and F. Wits, definitely worth one to check out. Absolutely worth a watch. And any favourites of Christian Bale's? Um, I, look, I don't. I can't go past the three. Yeah, like I just can't. This is what why, stands why, out for me. Why don't people talk about the Machinist when they talk about Christian Bale roles? Like it never comes up. It's a really it does on this, interesting. Does on yeah, this I bring it up. Yeah. Fucking, the, I'm seem to have been the only one that likes to delve into the outhouse to bring out something that we might be mm. into. Oh, so uh, no, you've 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 pulled strangles into your web of. You know, been corrupted. Rancorous. Yeah, that's it. I, who'd have thought yeah. that somebody who lives in Kiwiland would actually be so discerning in his viewer reached, habits? So he reached. He reached out and said that uh, he has seen two hands and loves oh, it. Excellent. And, uh, excellent. As, you, as you did ask him this week, uh, so yeah, he's he's hanging on to uh, what's the Operation Fortune, the the Guy Ritchie film that he had Ooh, seen in the cinema. So okay, I haven't seen. Well, I saw. It yet, I saw so he I he um he just watched Flying High too. He did um, watch Flying High, yeah. And yeah, that is gold. One of the best. Robert Hayes. Yeah. Absolutely. One Got a of drinking the problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Okay, so then the the, the second I remember George Zip over Macho Grande. <laughs> so the second leading man and the guy that absolutely steals the movie, Heath Ledger, R.I.P. Uh, burned bright. Only started acting in 1999 where he's cast in 10 Things I Hate About You and mm. Two Hands. Uh, died in 2008 uh, from a accidental prescription drug overdose. Uh, he was married to Michelle Williams. Married or, or was a long-term That's partner? Right, they, from, had a, um, they, they had Dawson's a baby. Dawson's Creek girl, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, some notable films of his. Obviously, we, we talk about Two Hands on the podcast here all the time, and we will cover it. 2003, he starred in Ned Kelly. Yep. He played Ned Kelly. Uh, but... Probably the role which was against type completely was 2005's Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Dan, thoughts on Brokeback Mountain? I would watch Brokeback Mountain again more than probably 80% of the films that we have so far done on this podcast. I think it is absolutely a masterpiece. And I think that the performance from him and Jake Gyllenhaal – were just incredible, and uh, I, I and the, I don't know if you've read the book, but Annie Perul is a favoured author of mine. And uh, F Wits, if you check out her Wyoming short stories, if uh, if if you enjoyed the movie, and and Brokeback Mountain is one of the short stories in that collection, and she is just a fucking goddess. And uh, yeah, the, the the way she's, I, it's just an amazing story. It's almost, and it's one of those stories that come from short short stories. It, it's basically replicated almost entirely in the film. So it was actually very closely aligned to that. But yeah, I think, fuck, what an amazing, incredible performance by Heath Ledger in that. Yeah, it, it's an incredible film. It's beautifully shot. Ang Lee, uh, just in, in, incredible performances from the two leads. So powerful. Uh, I have only seen it maybe two or three times. I think that's enough. It's not one, unlike Dan, it's not one I revisit. It's a, no, you're right. It's a tough watch. Oh, I've seen it a lot more than that, but every time I see it, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a brutal, amazing. it's a brutal, brutal film. Uh, Poor old Michelle right. Williams. Yeah, she, she, yeah. she cops the brunt of Ennis's particular uh, penchant in that movie. So, yeah. When did he, yeah. um, when did he do um, The Knight's Tale? Because I actually remember going to the movies to see yeah, that. that. Was that was early on? That was in uh, two. That was after Two Hands. So it was in like two thousand and three. I he think. made a or, lot of movies. He made that shit one with. Uh, oh, Mel, Mel, 
Oh, what the hell no. is that? The one, the oh, one. Oh, the Patriot. The Patriot. The Patriot. Yeah, oh, the Patriot. right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, no. So yeah. he did. He did uh, a Knight's Tale in one, as I said. Yep. Patriot in two thousand. Uh, so he listen to this, like he and I was not going to do this, but we're going to. So he's a bit of a TV job. He was on Home and Away in '97, and then he did '99, Ten Things I Hate About You, and Two Hands. Then 2000, The Patriot, 2001, A Knight's Tale, 2001, Monsters Ball, oh. 2002, The Four Feathers, 2003, Ned Kelly, 2003, Sin Eater, 2005, Lords of Dogtown, which is a good movie. Oh, good movie. On. 2005, The Brothers Grimm with Damon, 2005, Brokeback Mountain, 2005, Casanova. 2006, Candy. 2007, I'm Not There, which is the Bob Dylan. Yeah, but he's uh, one of the Bob Dylan. So he's Cage one Cage of the Bob Dylans. Yeah. Then 2008, The Dark Knight. And then 2009 was the Imaginarium oh, of Dr. Panassas, yeah. where he had yeah. to be replaced. Um, hey, he's busy. Mate, he's in, in, in 10 years, he, he did a lot. Yeah. He did a lot. He really crammed a lot into his uh, to his short short career, which is, you know, obviously heartbreaking. Uh, won the... The Oscar, as we mentioned earlier, posthumously for this role and thoroughly deserved. Yep. Uh, so then the director, because uh, we'll get to the, some of the cast bit after this, but the, Christopher Nolan. Now, can there be any more bloody high praise of this guy? He is one of the true original visionaries left in Hollywood. Uh, nearly all of his movies that he does are original screenplays and original ideas. Yet we've done the Batman films, which but he took them off in a completely different yeah. tangent yep. than had ever been done before. But you know, starts starts in two thousand with Memento, oh, yeah. and then his career is just off and flying. And he he has not made a bad movie. There's been some ones which have not been amazing, but he has not made a bad movie. Like Tenant was the latest Dunkirk, incredible. Tenet, uh, Interstellar. Tenet, Tenet, I don't know. Tenet was, Tenet was, a was weird. Tenet's, bit, shot, Tenet's yeah. pushing the. He, he Tenet's had, pushing the envelope the furthest he ever has. He, he really works um, with concept of time. Time, yeah, it's like a big thing in Inception his movies. Inception and Interstellar yep. and Tenet. Yeah. Um, it's it's always yeah, like there's some sort of weird, another dimension. Dunkirk, or Dunkirk is time as well. The three yeah. time frames. Oh yeah, right. You know, yeah, an hour, a uh, day, a yeah, week. Yeah. Right. So it's pretty incredible. Yeah. But yeah, like his his inception, he's not the prestige, which is underrated. Oh, I, I, that's Good the point. magician Good one. Point. I've yeah. seen it yeah. once. I can't really remember it. It's got uh, uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah, they're yeah, they're dueling magicians or yeah. something. Christian yeah. Bale and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. It's great. I can't really remember it. So, mate, he. What more? What are your thoughts on Christian ba- uh, Christopher Nolan? He a true visionary, right? I I have a I have a strained relationship with his films, so I think that again on the rewatch, I don't want to I don't want to jump too early into a lot of the categories, but I, th- I think you're right. I think that his style and his technical ability and the sequencing that he's able to dream up are just incredible. But films like Inception and Tenet, they just kind of lost me. They're plot thin, but big on style and big on amazing set pieces. Incredible, incredible cinematography. Lots of practical stunts as well, which I love. Um, not yeah, he's incredible at that. CGI all the time. Obviously, Inception, there was uh, a lot of mind-bending stuff in there. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely a lot of his films I absolutely love, and and a lot of them I'm like, why? I, I'm not <laughs> sure why 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 uh, someone so brilliant has uh, has done that particular film. So, yeah, definitely, uh, yep. it's a bit of a fifty fifty proposition for me. Fair enough. I, I I love Inception. I saw that at the cinema. It blew, awesome. blew my mind. Blew my mind. Interstellar again. 
blew my it, mind. It takes a bit to sort of understand even Interstellar, though. It's sort it of like, oh, hang on, what the heck? That's, that's sort of the back that's of the McConaughey beginning. one. I always get yeah, yeah. confused. Yeah, no, that yeah that's good. McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. like that. It's very, very good. Yeah, very good. Okay, look, this cast is long and deep. Yep. Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman, Aaron Okay, Eckhart. ding, 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 okay. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yep. It's one degree of... Quickly down under. Well, <laughs> he's one degree of Kurt Russell, is Gary he? Oldman. Okay. He was in a movie called Interstate 60. Right. Well done. But uh, and because we're on quickly, quickly's no, there's no one degree, but there's a one and a half degree because there is, Ben Mendelsohn is in the trilogy. Yes. So, okay, right. so he, I'm saying Ben, it's, it's part, as one the trilogy, yeah, you got your one and a half of quickly, okay. which is Mendo. as everyone, Mendo. the number one, the number one thing on BTW is the one degree of quickly. Yeah, well, it's fast becoming the it 11th is. most famous pod, uh, segment in the podcast. Yeah. So Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman, Aaron Eckhart, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Michael Caine, Cillian Murphy, Eric okay. Roberts. Okay. I also, Michael Caine, I do a very good Michael Caine. Go for <laughs> nice. Did you know? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Master Wayne. Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, okay. We, we'll do it. But I love his smiles. I don't know if you've seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, of course. When he's Dr. Emil Schuffhausen. Yeah. So when Glenn Headley opens the door to Steve Martin sitting there in his wheelchair, he said, you won't believe who I've just seen. And she opened the door, Dr. Emil Schuffhausen. <laughs> and Michael Caine is standing in the door. Smiling, yeah. right? That scene is one of my favourite scenes in any movie, just because of his smile. Yeah. And I am laughing my head off, and then looking at Steve Martin like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love my can. I read his book in 1992. I think it was called like, um, "What's It All About?" And every page had some life changing moment. I can't really remember too much of the book, but no, I definitely I love Michael Caine. I think he's so good. Yeah, look, he's he's amazing. I watched I watched another movie we talk about a bit on this podcast is the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, and I and I watched the uh, the sequel to it about oh mate a couple months ago. A sequel? Yeah, there's a sequel. Like, like the boat's got tipped the, over again. The boat. It's called Beyond the Poseidon Adventure, and Michael Caine plays uh, plays a, a treasure hunter who goes. With Sally Fields in it. Oh, okay. So and they go, they it was, Michael Caine yeah. was a jobber for a long time. Big time. Like, he was mm, taking big time. Paychecks. So paychecks. It wasn't in Jaws Four or something. Yeah, Jaws well. Revenge. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's yeah. what I was getting to. I was getting to the fact yeah. that he's a massive jobber. He was in like yeah. the Swarm. He was in Beyond the Poseidon yeah. Adventure. Beyond the Poseidon Adventure is worth a watch. It's okay. not bad. Yeah, it's okay. not bad. Got Telly Telly Savalas in it. Oh my god! It's got a, it's got a it's, uh, it's got a great cast. It's it's really it's a really not a bad movie. It's not great. It's nowhere near. It's not a pinch of shit on the original, but yeah. it's good to go back to Poseidon before it goes down, right? <laughs> uh, okay, so look, a very deep cast for this one. So I'm not going to spend heaps. Oh, I just want to mention one more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you go, Damo. I've got, I want to uh, no, interject uh, as well. But you go because I want to touch on what you brought up about two weeks ago about triple name actors. Oh, oh yeah, hyphenated, hyphenated, hyphenated. Yeah. Okay, so in this you got Anthony Michael Hall. Yes, right. Yes. I did not, I did not now recognize him no, at all. It's a, it's a cameo, right? But I have forgotten about him <laughs> since Weird Science, and yeah. I thought that's that same kid from Breakfast Club. Wasty. It is, but um, and he looks different though. But yeah. he's a triple name. Yeah. But and then I saw there is a lot of triple name Hollywood people. There is so many. Like Michael Clark Duncan's and yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman and they're both dead. Can you give me one that are alive? <laughs> you got any that are alive, David? Sarah Jessica Parker, oh, Joseph yes. Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. How about Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Brian Haley Joel Osment, yes. Craig Wynn look-alike. Nice. 
Um, Gina Lee Nolan from Baywatch. Oh, she did a good video. Chance Nickel Klockstad from the Auckland Warriors. There Excellent. We go. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of there's Formerly a lot of triple... the Camera Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, but there's so many of them. Triple banger names. There's stacks. There's only one triple threat podcast host, and he wants to interject now. Dan, what do you got? Yeah, I no, I agree with Damo. Thank you. I I still hate hyphenators. Get fucked. But <laughs> I I I want, just wanted to bring up Maggie Gyllenhaal very quickly. So it was so she was obviously a change in casting mm, for yes. this particular. So obviously Katie, what's her face? Holmes. Tom Cruise's at Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, she got the ass. There was talk of scheduling conflicts. Please. It was just because she was fucking terrible in the first one. Great. So they got rid of her. Maggie Gyllenhaal, I think, is particularly brilliant. I loved her in Secretary with James Spader. Um, check oh, it out yeah. if, if you haven't seen I it. But that. when I could go through her filmography, but I shan't. What I'd like to focus on is The Juice, which is a, a recent David Simon series on HBO. Uh, did you guys happen to watch that? I haven't seen it, no. but I've heard a bit about it. Yeah, it's fucking excellent. Um, and and David Simon is is uh, from you'd remember him from such TV royalty as The Wire and Generation Kill and uh, and and many Treme, many many others. He's 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 definitely a god to me and and someone who I've given up a lot of my life in watching his programming. But Maggie Gyllenhaal in The Juice is just a absolutely amazing spellbound spellbinding performance. And she didn't get a lot to work with on this. Apparently, she she only wanted to work on this film because of Chris Nolan, and she had a massive amount of respect for that. So it was a pretty nothing part, and she didn't she didn't have a lot to work with. But in the Juice, it's a long form television series, and you get to see the range of her, and it's a it's a pretty spicy bit of content as well. So if you haven't seen it, my fellow Fweets, go out and check it out because Maggie Gyllenhaal is incredible, as we say in French. Uh, mm. That's all I have to say. Amazing bilingual. To end with a bilingual yeah. word, that is... You haven't said yeah. Dunamore yet. Dunamore. Can yeah. I just... To, I, I've just started reading um, a book called Crime and Punishment, Fyodor Dostoevsky. Okay. You're into the <laughs> Russian <laughs> literature. That's yeah. pretty heavy. And, heavy for born to watch, Dana. Russian, Russian impressionist. In the first chapter, Dunamore is mentioned. And I was like, I would wow. not have had a clue yeah. of what this word was if it wasn't for born to watch. Do you yeah. think you're going to make it out of the first chapter? Oh, I'm up to about, yeah, I'm about a third of the way through. Well done. You it's a, a it's big a, book, don't you? It's a heavy tome. Uh, oh, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. But I'll, I think next time you come back, I would like to check in on your progress of that particular yes. uh, book yep. as it's, uh, it's definitely something to struggle through. Well played, young man. Okay, so the box office for this movie and the budget. The budget, $185 million estimated budget. Wow. In 2008 was a lot of money. A lot of money. <laughs> That's it's a lot some, of money. some dough. Right? Now, the gross. Especially with that cast. Now, listen. The opening weekend did $158 million. That's a pretty good opening the weekend. The opening weekend. So it nearly made its budget back. It grossed just over $1 billion worldwide. Yep. Wowzers. Just an absolute blockbuster. Yep. Okay, so we're going to take a little bit of a different tack for 2008, the year that was. I'm going to, we're going to go three hits, three sleepers, and three duds for the okay. year. Yep. So, like this is, so I'm going to give you my three hits for the year, and it's just up for discussion. Tell me what you think of them. So number one, and hits we're going to talk about, not necessarily the best movies, but movies that were dead set hits. 2008, number one, Taken. Oh, yeah, good movie. Ooh. 
Yep. Taken. Incredible film. Yep. Liam Neeson yep. went back to the old school action, cleaned house. Yep. He's, I, I actually was hoping his daughter would be killed because she was a pain in the ass, <laughs> but he saved her anyway. Yep. She's a smacky. Her life's shit anyway. So, <laughs> quality movie. Yes. Quality movie. Loved it. Thoughts, Dan? Oh, I want you to do all three and then I'll... Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, two. Yeah. Two. This, Dan's not going to like this one. Two. Iron Man. Totally agree. Right? That, that No, that is my Marvel peak, though, yeah. at Iron Man. Really? Yes. Yeah. I, I think it's a phenomenal movie, but I thought they regressed from uh, from there, but okay. I loved it. Not, not a lot. Yeah. I mean, not to the extent it is now where no, it's, it's woeful, woeful now. Yeah. But it's, yeah, slowly but surely. Okay. But it, I loved Iron Man. Yeah. Quality. Number three, forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> God. Jason is that with a big the... dick. Yeah, he gets out oh, a lot. Is, that, yeah. is um, Russell Mil- Brand in that too? Yes. Mila Kunis. And Russell Brand's like the sexy. He's the sex- he's the rocker. Yeah, and his his girls I, his girlfriend's having a I affair with him. I can't remember it, but I have Veronica some. Mars. What's her bloody name? Veronica, Kristen Shepherds. Kristen Bell. Kristen oh, Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell. Yeah. Good sort. Good yeah. sort. Anna Anna from Frozen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's uh, she's a good sort. Uh, they're, they're my three hits from the year. Thoughts on them? Uh, I, no, I love them. Well, I can't remember. I do. I have seen it, but I, I think it was like the first two were awesome. I would have added Tropic Thunder in there without I, a doubt. I, it was, I was tossing up between Tropic Thunder yep. and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, uh, Tropic Thunder to me is just all time. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, hands down, unbelievably yeah. brilliant. But, yeah. 2000, uh, 2001's MTV Kiss of the Year or whatever. And the Crying Monkey Award for <laughs> – I still haven't seen Satan's Alley with Kurt <laughs> Lazarus and um, Tobey Maguire. Oh. <laughs> Grabbing the rosary yeah. beads. Dan, anything, anything to add? Uh, two of those three I will watch again in my lifetime and enjoy. <laughs> so not Iron Man, though? Uh, look, I, we, even when you said it, I remember in 2008 actually enjoying Iron Man, but it's been a law of diminishing returns since. So, yeah, I, it is. I but, but definitely... You, look at the dialogue. Look at the dialogue in the cave. Mate, it's incredible. With the, with the guy and his family. Yeah. And he's was, die. If I had to pick a it, superhero movie to watch again, it would. But that would be probably one of them. So it's another yeah. one. I walked out of the cinema going, "Oh my god, I've just witnessed the the it was awesome. a change." Yeah, and yeah. it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Well, Danny Junior is just incredible. Yeah. Okay, so I've got three sleepers from two thousand and eight. I've got Frost Nixon. Oh, Michael Sheen. Oh, right, yeah. I haven't seen uh, now you're I talking, sister. Frank, no, same old. Yeah. Frank, Frank Langella. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible movie. Uh, like, can't take my eyes away whenever it's on. True story. Uh, true story about the yeah. interview when the, the, the famous British... Watergate, era, wasn't it? No, uh, it was no. the interview about Watergate and actually got him to spill the beans, essentially. Um, but he, incredible. He basically, film. Lieutenant Daniel Caffrey, him. He, he basically, he did. yeah, he did. He got he him did. to admit that there had been a fucking uh, un, unsanctioned beating. Yep. Okay. Number two in Bruges. Now we spoke oh, about that last oh, week. Colin Farrell. Why okay. weren't these re- films the first of this? It. I like this new category. I think it's sick, but you yes. got the films around the wrong fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it's not. We're not saying these. It's a. It's a. It's a one, two, three, four. It's just these are four. I've got four for sleepers. Yep. So in Bruges, which is great. So uh, excellent film. Mark, Mark, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just incredible. Uh, number three, we're staying European. Mm. The bank job. Oh, that, was that the remake of like the with the little minis? No, that, no, that's the Italian job. The oh. bank job has Statham. They rob the bank in uh, in England. It's really really good. Mm. It's worth a watch. I don't remember it. Okay, mm. so you need to watch the bank job. It's a great movie. Jason Statham. It's uh, set in the sixties. 
and they they buy uh, well they they rent a chippy next to the bank and they dig under the tunnel on a yes, based on I, true story. I've seen it. I've based seen, on a true story. I've seen it once, but I can I, yeah. I remember that bit. Yes. It's worth a watch. Okay, number four, comedy. Zach and Miri make a porno. Oh, right. Seth Rogen, yeah, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is fucking funny. Yeah. Very funny. Suffers the the stock standard tropes of, you know, they're going to end up together and they're mm. going to fall in love. Da da da. Best friends. Da da da. But very funny and the 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 movie that they do they it's called Star Wars and they're filming and 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 and, and it's I I C U P and R2 T bag <laughs> <laughs> and it and it's got uh, it's got Jason Mewes from uh James oh, yeah, Bob he's brilliant. and yeah, he's it is it is freaking hilarious well, but that sounds like a rip off of the um Martin Freeman uh, bitten love actually uh, maybe <laughs> it may be Maybe. It's exactly. Yeah, yeah. It may be. Okay, I've got three duds. Three whoa, duds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't pass comment on those four. So. Oh, okay, hit me with hit me with your comments yeah. for the sleepers. Your first two were fantastic. Yep. Um, the Zach and Mary, yeah, I think it. Uh, the first half's amazing. I think the second half, it just uh, unfortunately gets lost in the, the typical tropey. Tropy, yeah, yeah. What was the third one you mentioned? I can't remember. Bank job, Jason Statham. Yeah, I haven't. Job. I can't. I can't remember seeing that. But the first two, I think, should be in your previous category of of uh, incredible yep. movies. Incredible from two thousand eight. Okay, I'm looking for. I like this. What's the next one? Yeah. Okay, so we've got three duds. Number one, Quantum of Solace, James Ooh. Bond. Agree. Fucking yeah. terrible. Shame. Real plot, shame. Plot after after Casino Royale. You're expecting this to be this I amazing like film. I like Gemma Atherton in the oil. Good source. Yes. Yes. Um, but yes. yes uh, it's no, it's a bad yeah. movie. It has, the plot is just non-existent. Is that yeah. the Olga Korolenko? Or Olga Korolenko. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting because the next movie, Skyfall, mm. is almost, could be arguably the best James Bond ever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right? They really lost so, the plot there for a arguably. second. They lost mm. the plot with Quantum of Solace. Okay. Now, Leatherheads. Didn't see it. George Clooney. Uh, John Krasinski. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. Um, the Coen brothers. Coen brothers. Awful. Yeah. Uh, Awful. Again, well, it's already lost me. Yeah. yeah. So, Massive Hopes, Coen brothers film, and it's just, there's something with George Clooney. He's so hit and miss. And when he's good, he's great. And when he's not great, he's got nipples I on his I might have to rewatch that <laughs> to give an uh, updated comment on that one. So, yeah, okay. Mm, Excellent. Well, definitely... this is what this is for. We, mm. we want to we wanna test the, test the, the watchers. Number three, now Morgs, we saw the original one of these at the cinemas and walked away going, "That was that was actually pretty pretty cool. We enjoyed that." Hmm. Second one, not so good. Hmm. Third one is this movie. Oh God, the Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon uh, of the Dragon Emperor, <laughs> Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss does not come back for the third one. So Maria Bello steps into her I role. Have not seen, I've seen it's the first set in two China. Things. It's got yeah. Jet Li in it. It is so beyond bad. Yeah. Ooh. You want to talk about a, a, a franchise that has diminishing returns, yeah. with the first one being incredible, the second one being eh, third one being just rubbish. Yep. Uh, any thoughts on the three duds for 2008? They're all shit. Yeah, they are all shit. What was the first one? Quantum of Solace. Yeah, shit. What was the second one? Leatherheads. <laughs> what was the third <laughs> one? <laughs> Oh, for God's the sake. mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. <laughs> yes. Again, we've just we've just we've just done the three duds twice now. So yes, yes. No, I agree. They're all duds. Maria okay. Bello is a good sort. Um, yes. Rachel Weiss is also a good sort. Yeah. Rose. 
But other than that, I will. I want to. I want to revisit Leatherhead. So stand by. I'll, I'll come back to you on that okay. one. But like to, Quantum like of Solace wholeheartedly agree. What a great segment! Let's just fuck go off and do That's this a good segment. segment. Yeah. yeah, I like it. That's a good segment. Well done, Matt. Uh, okay, so question time, and we're just going to keep rolling. So Batman has rules. Well, at least yes. one rule. Yep. Shouldn't he just kill the Joker? No, he oh, will. He's got a couple opportunities. Uh, well, obviously, um, his whole thing is he's not going to do that. I yeah. mean, that, that that's his number one principle. So if he went against that, well, then... But he's killing everyone he can find. Well, he doesn't necessarily kill him. He just beats the shit out of him. No, he, kill, he killed Malcolm Joe White with the pencil impaled through the nostril. Oh, that's the Joker? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but the, no, Joker the Joker is... Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh right. The Joker's killing everyone. Yes, yes. So the Batman, no. you know... Well, uh, yeah, but that's just bat- not Batman's jam. Right. Dan, <laughs> what do you, I heard you laugh. Just kill him, right? Yeah, fuck. But when he's when he's driving that shit motorcycle like dead at him, and it would I have just cleaned him up. Yeah, he should have just ploughed him with that thing. He should have. So, he, he should have. Yeah. He could have. And yeah, can, can, look, Daniel. When we talk about that in the future, can you call it the Bat Pod? Which Sorry, is what his name is. I've oh, actually got it. It's not the Bat Bike. No, I've got it. Pod. I've got it written oh. down, and it will feature later in some of dun, my critiques. Dun, 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 but uh, dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun, no, he should have definitely. Run yeah. that fucker over. So, well, uh, well, Joker was actually shooting his buddy Tommy gun at him too at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So like, he was the Joker was shooting anyone he could find. But the thing was, he didn't want to kill him either, though. No, so, he did, they didn't want to kill each other. So he's trying to ram him. The other guy's trying yeah. to shoot him, and actually, both of them didn't want to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Michael Caine as Alfred. Oh, did you know? <laughs> did you know that Michael Caine as Alfred had a note he sure given to Bruce? Mm. Now, should Alfred have told Bruce? About Rachel's intentions of moving on. No, nah. he did the right thing. Did the right no. thing. Okay. Surely, Bruce knows there's no future with Rachel, right? No, he's, I know he's hanging his, his hat on that. His last conversation with her was it, it left him with like, oh, hang on, she's like, she yeah, did. She, she did kiss him. She, she intimated him that yes. she was yes. going to root him. That's no, yeah. I disagree. Yeah. So yeah. she he was thought. like, I'm going to punt Harvey Dent and I'm going to root you, Bruce. Mm. Don't no, don't make she me kissed. your last hope for happiness, Bruce. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit ambiguous, but it was like, hang on, so there's a chance. Like, a, yeah. but a pretty good chance. She, she, yeah. Was she a bit of a bitch? Like, Harvey kept saying, I love you, and she just never answered. She's cold. Even yeah. when she's even she, when she blows up. She's got two blokes, so she's kind of thinking, yeah, maybe. I'm telling um, you, Rack's not good enough to have two blokes. No, it's not. No. Definitely not. Katie Holmes is, would have. Katie Holmes, she <laughs> has six blokes. Yeah. All right. All right. So, last question. So, you've decided you're going to commit your life to being a mask vigilante and living by the dark. This is not something surely you can just decide, I'm out. Hard to There's let go. always going to be a need for Batman in Gotham, right? Regardless of what Harvey Dent does. You can't just go, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to put him in there and then I'm going to just step out. Surely not. But his work had been done because the of the Dent Act. Oh, that was... That's in, the uh, next one. But yeah, so so he was still doing it. Yeah, but but, that, but, but Harvey, if Harvey Dent was going to take the mantle, he's like, well, okay, they need the White Knight, they don't need the Dark Knight. He's going to do it, so I can step back. It's just like me filling in for Gal. That's the same thing. So I'm your wait. So Gal, Gal can step back tonight. Yeah, because I can jump in for him. Same with what Batman was thinking with Harvey Dent. Uh, could he though? Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same. Okay, thank you, Batman. Okay, Dan, thoughts? Can you just? Can you just was, is this I, something you can just turn off? The whole Batman thing. I couldn't get a handle on what his skills were. So he's he's not a 
He's a superhero, but he hasn't got any Superman skills or anything. Like he hasn't got. He's rich. He's rich. He's rare. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just got heaps of freight, and he can kind of put on suits. But then, like sometimes he'd kick ass, and other times dogs would beat him. And I just couldn't get a handle on what his skills were. I just I don't know. Maybe he was over it. He was a bit bored. And he wanted to go and route the Russian ballet on a super yacht. I don't know. Like it was, I, it was, I, yeah. I can I, tell I you what get the difference was. What, what floated his boat. I can tell you what the difference was. He's not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> yeah. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> that is one of my favourite quotes. Yeah, but like he could have said, like, what's the difference between me and you? Well, did you get a little blue flower and climb to the top of the mountain, give it to Liam Neeson and get trained like a ninja? Yeah. No, he says, no, I'm not wearing hockey pants. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. Okay. All right. Well, well done. Well played. We're going to move into the categories. We're just flying through this. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And we'll start with Dan up on the land with the good. Okay, five seconds later. Let's go. And then we'll <laughs> no, this, quickly look, shoot. You know, obviously, I'm telegraphing some of my thoughts on this film. But as, as far as good, there's some amazing stuff in it. So the opening scene, I think, is brilliant. I think that all the uh, the, the chat amongst the, the, the Joker acolytes that mm. end with them all being shot and, and the mm. bank being robbed and then William Fickner actually getting a shotgun out as the bank manager, I thought yeah. was unusual. Yeah. Like Gal used to work at Westpac back in the 90s and I don't think he took a shoddy to work uh, in case... He had a different were, shoddy. He had a different did. shoddy. He had the seven always loaded to take down some tins. But Straight yeah, down I, the jammo. Straight that, down the jammo. That was fantastic, that opening scene. Really good. The other thing I really liked, I, I mentioned before the use of practical rather than CGI stunts as a bit yeah. of a Christopher Nolan thing, but that 18-wheeler articulated yes. vehicle that actually Incredible. flips on its axis yeah. is just yep. was mind blowing. And again, on the on the revisit, I was like, "Well, fuck yeah, Christopher Nolan, you uh, you definitely can yep. do a sequence." So yeah, they're, they're my two standout goods. Yep, Damo, what do you got? Um, for me, in in January this year, I um my my son and I, Jackson, we went and saw a um a concert um by Candlelight. Uh, see this string quartet called Paradiso Strings. who played the music for Hans Zimmer. And had, you know, Inception and Gladiator and wow. Lion King yeah, and Madagascar. Mm. And, and, but the reason I went was to hear The Dark Knight. Yeah. I love the score. The score in this movie is next I, level. I, I honestly, I love Hans Zimmer. Like, you know, at the end of the year with Spotify, they give you uh, your yes. rankings thing. So the last two years, I've been in the top 0.1% of Hans Zimmer listeners. Right. Yeah. Last year, <laughs> shit. My, yeah. Well, last year, my number one album was uh, The Batman Begins. The year before that, it was The Dark Knight Rises. Actually, The Dark Knight is my favourite soundtrack now. Um, so I'm thinking that might even get it this year. But I love, I just honestly, I love the soundtrack in this, the score in this movie more than anything else. I listen to it every week. I listen, it's in the background. I always put it on when I'm working. I don't listen to the radio. I stick on a, a one of the Batman scores generally. Wow. So I love the score. Obviously, Heath Ledger was brilliant. Um, but I love the dialogue. I, 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 things were, it was funny. I just, I loved all that. And the, um. Those two scenes, the Hong Kong scene and and the one that Morgs just talked about, the sort of almost a Fury Road style scene, that car chase. I loved those two scenes. It was just a really brilliant. um, And that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm going to tag onto that. The the, the shot after the, maybe it's just before that or during the crash where Ledger is leaning outside the cop car and he's weaving and the sound is muted. And it's just him, like, and you can tell it's like a descent into madness. Yeah. So that shot is 
fucking unbelievable. So good. Like I just looked at it and was like, that is just incredible. Like I'm not big on not huge on cinematography and all that. I I'm all about the but that shot was like, that's impressive. Yep. Right. That I, I just love that. This is this is more than a superhero movie to me. This is a crime thriller. Like this, if you take the capes away and the makeup away, yep. this is heat. This is essentially like heat. Obviously, Ledger is next level, and we can't say enough about that. I love the interrogation scene. Oh yeah, I love the interrogation yeah. scene. So the bit where the good cop, bad cop, the, the not lot, quite, not quite, <laughs> but where the lights come on and he's behind him, yeah. and it's just, and then they're into it. And I think that is, and that was actually filmed that first. That was one of the first scenes that they oh, filmed right. in the movie, right? Uh, so they they sort of had didn't even have any rapport at all, and they wow. just went straight into that. And yeah, that's just powerful that scene. Uh, and Morgs is going. No, this is going to be in probably a later one, but I love the bat pod. Yeah, I, I do too. Functionally impossible to to work right yeah it, but yeah but isabel i watched this with isabel the other day and the bit in that truck scene where it does the flip on yeah, the wall yeah. she goes can we watch that again dad we had to watch it five times <laughs> wow we had to watch the truck flipping and then the bat pod doing the the flip up and around the up wall and around and the wall yeah. and him just coming back yeah, down like yeah. she loved that yeah yeah very so, cool yeah so uh i love the way the bat pod came out of the actual um tumbler yeah like when it was catastrophic yeah. or whatever and it just popped out and i was like oh my god yeah, it's it just cool. looked wicked very cool okay let's move into the bad uh we'll start with demo for this one what well, do you got for bad well i even though morg said maggie gillinghall was well gillinghall was really good i still wanted katie holmes there i i still preferred katie holmes i thought she looked so much better Maggie's she can't act though. I think oh, that, I thought she, I, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I thought she was pretty good, and I I kind of I'm, Maggie was great, but I I actually wanted continuity. I wanted Katie Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, that you, was you go, sorry. You mentioned Dawson's Creek before because Michelle Williams yeah. obviously uh, partner. I don't want to wait. Hey, oh. to be over. <laughs> James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. Um, massive forehead. What the fuck? Like, obviously, that was all before social media, but the fucking way that they just told us all of their inner turmoil thoughts and <laughs> it was it was a precursor to the shit we see today where everyone yeah, just thinks that yeah. they can just put up the, all the drama. Oh, my yeah, God. Like so 16 or 17 years old. with Talking all like they were in a dramas. Dostoevsky bloody novel. <laughs> so... Yeah, I look. I, I I disagree there, Damo. I think that unfortunately she was so tainted by that fucking show um, yeah. that uh, You've been it, scarred. It, yeah, it was different. I didn't even watch that much of it. I think it was like Gao. I think I was forced to do it in a previous relationship to watch that, and uh, just thought, fucking hell, what is the yeah. world coming to? Teenagers do not talk like this. No, nah, okay. Well, then also not in Australia. Also, <laughs> also for bad, I. The Joker was playing, he was almost looking into the future. Like there's some real 4D chess going on. I just, I just, it was like, wow, he's really, really like looking into the future so that his plans worked to perfection. There was, yeah, a a massive leap of faith in a lot of his plans to to come to fruition. The planets really aligned. But also the other, the the bit when um, the bad two was Harvey's lying in the hospital bed and then. The Joker walked in, so he's got the makeup on. He's got his Maury's wig on. And <laughs> Harvey Dent did not realise it was the Joker till he took his mask off. It's yeah. like, no, seriously, Dude. there's 
The things weren't clown paint. <laughs> no, he's, he's working on one eye. <laughs> yeah, I was working because like, as soon as he took the mask off, he's like, "Oh, that's, Mate, he's it's in you. an immense amount of pain, <laughs> yeah. and he won't take any painkillers." Yeah, I know, but I just thought it was a little obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he fired up big yeah. time. It was rage. Yeah. So they're, do you, they're my do you three think bads. John Travolta gets royalties from Aaron Eckhart's chin, or over any movie <laughs> that he's in? It's a fairly substantial bum chin that he's got going on there, so he might even take yeah, down. It, it is, yeah. but he's he, he's a he's a pretty good looking, he's a good looking bum chin man. Oh, well, all right, well, we, well, you just keep, just 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 <laughs> keep that in your pocket. That might be something you want to want to talk about a bit later. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like I mean, he's got a bit of a Bruce Campbell vibe to him. I got a John Bon Jovi vibe. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, excellent. Well, I did see a bit of that. The hair was good. I've I've run that do recently, and uh, yeah, I did enjoy it. So, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not tonight. The bon Jovi do or the Eckhart do? <laughs> the Eckhart do. Oh, both. Okay. Really, so. All right. What, uh, Dan, anything? What do you got for bad? Okay. Let's just uh, – <laughs> no. Look, the, the bat pod, I know you guys love it, but as a, as a fairly uh, advanced motorcyclist myself, <laughs> I would have fucking brapped away from that clown on my dirt squirter. Like, it was completely ridiculous and useless. Like, he would have been better just busting out a KTM two-stroke 300 out of that broken Batmobile and ripping around on that rather than that okay. absolutely ridiculous thing. Um, Christian Bale's voice when he is the Batman, not Bruce Wayne. I get it. He wanted to differentiate himself from being Bruce Wayne. But that fucking voice he put on, on the revisit. I'm not wearing hockey pants. I'm not the one wearing hockey pants. Like, I just, it was ridiculous. I just, I couldn't break away from that voice and buy into the character. So I fucking, I don't know. I don't know if I've noticed it before. Again, it's his law of diminishing returns with these particular films. But yeah, I, I just, his voice just kept taking me out of the movie and laughing at him. Um, Aaron Eckhart, I thought was fucking bad in this. I never really got Harvey Dent as a character that I liked or disliked. He was just kind of a douchebag. Um, I didn't, yeah, I, I kind of, I don't know if it was a poor performance from him, a poor, poorly written character or whatever. Also, did his, did his coin have two heads or whatever? It seemed to start with yes, two yeah, heads. It's got, it's, no, it's got two heads. But at it the end, it, so he no, was just bullshitting. Dirty. Oh, no, 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 right. it's, it's, no, it's blackened. It blackened. Like when his face got when blackened got in burnt, the fire. He, when his face got burned. Blackened is the end. No, it really lasts bad. Uh, the whole fucking sonar mobile phone thing. Oh, oh my okay. fucking oh, God. I might give you that one. I might give you that one. I got that. The yeah. Captain Exposition of Morgan Freeman, who I love and generally enjoy, that painful scene where he's having to explain what the fuck is going on because it's so absolutely ridiculous. Fuck that has aged super quickly from 15 years ago. That seems like the most ridiculous premise ever put in as a huge, huge turning point in the film and just on revisit, just completely ridiculously poor. That's it. That's my bad. Yeah. It, it made sense though. I mean, it, it, like, sort of practically, it may not work or it's a bit ridiculous, but it suited the thing. It's I, a superhero movie, so of course they'll explain yeah. anything to work. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I just, I was taken out of again the movie again. Just go, what the fuck? Like, it, really? This is the end? This is how they solve the crime? Like, fuck me. Yeah, I, I, I had the sonars a bit of a stretch. Uh, in, in some of the games, in the, in the later games from Batman that are on the, the PlayStation, the Arkham Asylum and Arkham Knights, all this kind of stuff. 
there's a thing called detective mode, which is that where it goes sort of sonar, sonar and, and infrared. But it's not done through people's mobile phones through the whole city. Like I just thought, like, like Google Maps. I is. thought that was a stretch, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's I'm a not, I don't, I don't even mind the setup to be honest. I think that that as a written on on the paper, okay, that's really interesting. I just think that the way that they handled yeah. it and the way that yeah. they used it so heavily at the end, I was just yeah. like, oh god. Yeah, anyway. you reckon he could have had something else to find out where he's fucking Batman. He could do anything else yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it just he, seemed... he took the yeah, he took the fingerprint off a shattered bullet. bullet. Yeah, so you could have found the Joker pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, I've got just kill the Joker, please, just kill him. Mm. Uh, and the ending with the three fairies, and it's so tropey that the criminal makes the call to save everyone. Yeah, I'm like, and Is and it... the good people become bad people. And, but he can't do it. And then it's the... It's just, on the nose. Very if if the all nose. three of them throw the fucking detonators out, then, like, if people do what they're supposed to do, then, and they're humans, which there's not many of them around anymore, I'm afraid, but wouldn't all of them just throw the things out the window or not do it? Uh, look, I think they were all sort of, you know, you put yourself in that situation, be like, holy shit, what do you do? But I think... Most people just sit there with your hand, sitting on your hands, like, "Oh, I'm not going." to You're not going to make a call. No one's going to do the thing to blow up another fucking. There's theory. no way you're going to go and deliberately. You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to blow them up. I'm going to. Oh, they're going to go. Well, they de- they deserve to die. They're in, they're the prisoners, so they deserve yeah. to die when they're the ones that that made the call to save everyone. Yeah. But how do they know that they made that? They don't call? know. That's they don't the whole know, thing. Right? That, so, yeah. And that's why the Joker's just playing with their minds, yeah. just seeing what they do, and he's relying on them pressing the button yeah. to show that. You know what? People are dickheads. Yeah. They're selfish. Yeah. They're going to do it. There didn't seem to be a lot of people using their mobile phones at the time either whilst they're sitting on the ferry, like calling in. Uh, only, inter- only internal of their body. Yeah. To be blown so, up. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit odd. Okay. Anything for ugly? The only ugly thing I would have, and I and I know this is probably a character trait that people love, a little tick that Heath had, was his lip smacking and his tongue hanging out You know why he did that though? I thought it was brilliant, but yeah. God, it was ugly. Yeah, so he did that because the prosthetics were coming loose on his face. So he was licking it, them to keep them sticking to okay, his face. But it was very, it was very cool. But holy shit, it was just seeing his tongue coming out all the time. It was like, man, that's yeah. It's like listening to someone sounds like, eat. Sounds like Gail on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, Morgs only for ugly. Look, I on the revisit, I just, I just had how little I cared about any character in this movie. I didn't. I didn't give a fuck who was dying, who wasn't dying, who I, – I, Commissioner Gordon's wife, I was like, she's a whiny bitch, fucking kill her. I, did, I didn't – there was no one. Like the, the two – his, uh, his right-hand chick – who was found to be a traitor that gave up the information on Aaron Eckhart. Like I just, I couldn't, I was like, I don't, there is no one in this film that I want to win. I do not care. I think Bruce Wayne's a knob. I think that um, Alfred is whatever. He's talking about being a a secret intelligence dude in Burma and now he's making fucking Bruce Wayne's toast. Like I just do not care. Yeah, I, I, there was nothing. So it's it just uh, it made it really hard for me to buy into the raised stakes because I didn't give a shit about anyone. So um, it was heaps of style. Don't get me wrong. I think that the technically it was uh, there was some incredible sequences in this film. But as far as right, who am I rooting for? Who the fuck am I? Who am I rooting for in this film? Do I love Batman? I mean, he's he's not an anti-hero because he's he's not quite an anti-hero, but. I don't give a shit about the billionaire that likes to play fucking vigilante. I I don't know. That's that was my ugly one. This just the the lack of substance, I guess, in the stream, this 
screenplay that was overridden by an incredible Heath Ledger performance and some incredible set sequences with practical effects. There you go. Okay. I have no ugly, but thank you for that, Daniel. Get that off your chest. Yeah, he, he Ooh, looks, I feel better. I'm going to have another one. Yeah. three kilos yeah. lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't, uh, couldn't disagree more with everything yeah. you said. No, but well, you anyway, know. that's fine. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, this, yeah. is why we have, this is why we have an open forum. There are, yes. no, there are no rules here. No. Um, not like Batman who has too many. Okay, so we're going to slide into Morgz's Quickfire. Yes. Take it away, Dan. Damo, welcome. Good to have you in mm. for this one. The G-Man yeah. tends to run off ga- uh, Whitey a lot on this particular <laughs> uh, particular segment, so feel free to riff on it yourself. But Quickfire is the name of this segment. It's a couple of questions we pose that keep some continuity between Born to Watch episodes. The first category is That's Not a Knife from Michael J. Crocodile Dundee in 1986's Crocodile Dundee in that infamous scene where he says, That's Not a Knife, which part over into public culture and it's something we still reference today. Is there anything from The Dark Knight that you think has passed over? I'm going to say fuck no for me, but I'm interested in what you guys say. Uh, 100% Why So Serious is on T-shirts, memes, everything. Yeah, I'll get over that one. All wow. The time. All, I think you also, just shut me up there, Damo. Boom. Yeah. That was a right cross <laughs> to my chin. Thank you. The other the other one that is a meme too a lot is – yeah, you, you, yeah, either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, I, I see d- that a lot. And too. that was, and I, I fucking thought that was just. I did not think that was clever. I did. I thought that's fucking bullshit. I don't even understand <laughs> what it's you're talking true. about. But no, I like the why so serious. That very good call. Why I so still, yeah. serious. Uh, that did take me out for a moment and think, actually, oh yeah, that, that's cool. But no, the other mm. fucking mumbo jumbo. No, you're not having. All right, next one is okay. Philip Stucky. In Pretty Woman, a la Jason Alexander, for the biggest douchebag in a movie, uh, anyone from this particular film? I thought Lau was a douchebag. Mm-hmm. The accountant, Chinese I just, accountant. I just didn't give a shit about him. Like, Yeah, but uh, you don't give a shit about anyone in this movie, Daniel. No, no, no. Well, I mean, you've, you've, yeah. What, what about you, Dana? Yeah, what's it? What's that? The guy's name, um, Reese. The the little the, the guy did the audit on the Wayne Foundation. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, good call, good call. He wins the one. Can, um, so I you, like how Morgan Freeman think, shuts him up. That's actually clever. That is yeah, amazing. So, yeah, 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 and yeah, you, yeah. Coleman Reese. It's not amazing. Why don't you just calm the fuck down? It's not amazing, yeah. but it was a good bit your, in the film. Yeah. <laughs> your plan is to blackmail him. <laughs> yeah. The billionaire who chooses yeah. to work as a vigilante in his spare time. <laughs> yes, all your right. Your plan that. is to blackmail him. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'm yes. with him. Good, good call, Damo. Good call, Damo. Excellent. You're good mm. at this. Uh, the cast mm. of Caddyshack for an actor or entire cast that is not quite sure what film they're in. For me, it was Aaron Eckhart. I, I just didn't. like. I, I don't know if he's just shit or I just didn't didn't like his performance. But, yeah, I, I didn't feel that he quite got the tone of the movie. What do you guys think? Everyone was on point and I think they all did their job really well. Yeah, I thought everyone was in the movie. I agree. I, I can't Including Aaron, I didn't mind Aaron Eckhart. I thought he was. A, he I thought was, he was great. He was a bit of a punish, but I, I thought he, he was, was the great. weak link. He was definitely the weak link. I disagree with you guys, and it's my segment, so I'm going to agree with me on this. <laughs> uh, next one, Ripley, running for our all hail, mm. our favourite heroine in movies, Sigourney Weaver. What a fucking boss from the movie Aliens, uh, but unfortunately, she was not blessed with a. A plentitude of gross motor skills and her running skills. There's a lot going on. Uh, what about any poor shows of athletic prowess in The Dark Knight? 
yeah, look, I've got the fake Batman. He was just terrible. He's <laughs> great. I'm the word, are you, <laughs> He was just terrible at everything he did. We were here to help you. Yeah, what's the difference between you and me? <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried, are you, pants? It's it. I did enjoy that. You know uh, Debo, um, the, the, the Debo from the next Friday movies who, who threw the trigger out the window? Yes. The big, the big guy? Zeus. Tony Lister, I think yeah. his name is. When he threw it out, it hit the crossbar. It hit the crossbar. <laughs> yeah, you, you needed to get all net on that yeah, shot. How many, yeah. how, how many takes do you reckon that took? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> why hit the freaking frame? It could have yeah. bounced back in. Yeah. That would have been embarrassing. Yeah. And he's then a, he's a unique looking dude as well. So Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. well, his basketball skills are up the shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's a three-point shooter. If I'm the director, I don't know that I'm telling him to do it again and fucking do it yeah. properly. So. Don't hit the crossbar. Yeah. Oh, that'll do. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great job. Great That's job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, staying with Aliens, uh, robot sentries from the director's cut from the James Cameron masterpiece for an extra scene or scenes that we'd like to see in this movie that tell us a bit more about the predicament that our characters that we don't give a shit about are in. Uh, boys, anything else you wanted to learn about these fucking boring characters? No, nothing. Yeah, no, I, um, you remember the, the bit on the boat when, um, Alfred, Michael Caine said, Oh, could you teach me the Russian for how to apply your own bloody suntan lotion? <laughs> the whole, so the whole time I'm thinking, Well, I hope these Russian girls don't get sunburnt. So I would have liked to have seen all the Russian girls <laughs> creaming each other up in their suntan lotion. Yeah. I and, think and, we needed to see that. At what stage do you get over applying sunscreen to the Russian ballet, <laughs> Alfred? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Well, no, but look, let's... When you yeah, run out of blue pills. Yeah, Alpha, so Alpha wasn't going to do it. Let's just watch the Russian girls do it to each other. That would have been a, a good scene. It could have been, yeah, yeah, a stroke of genius yeah. from Mokul Kane on that yeah. one. So. Okay, Mokul Kane. Excellent, agreed. All right, finally, Whitey's Brad Pitt for the actor you'd like to grope for trout in a peculiar river with, and that was a euphemism I pulled from the internet for rooting because I thought I'd got a bit same-same of late. So grope for a trout in a peculiar river. Anyone in particular you guys like? Damo, you telegraphed a bit of a move yeah. earlier on. Oh, okay, let's, I'll, I'll go then. Uh, I'll, let's go Aaron Eckhart, that bum chin, bon, John Bon Jovi look. Um, that'll, I think he's a good-looking man. Uh, manly I'd and be, good looking. I'd be willing to spend a bit of time on the boat with the Russians. Oh, well, yeah. uh, and I, I wouldn't be picky. Yeah. Uh, but the girl in the penthouse party that's getting fresh on the lounge. She oh, like yes. She loves to die hard. Easy, easy so with prey. the panic room. She looked like easy prey. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, let's load yeah. a hanging fruit there. Yeah. Yeah. She probably uh, had a couple bumps and she's ready to go. I'll, ex- I'll accept both. Uh, both accept. For me, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal because I just really loved her in the juice. So, uh, yeah, all excellent choices. That was quick fire. Couldn't agree with me more. Over to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's time for Listen to This and we'll talk a bit about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Demo? I've got a, quite a few things. I don't okay. know if you've seen that Tom Waits interview with Don Lane in 1975. Yeah. He is off his nut, right? And But this is where they're saying, like, Heath Ledger got a lot of his, um, the voice. Yes. Um, I, m- I might even I might even put a link of that that um, YouTube thing on, on there that That'd I want to watch. For, just to have a look. It, it's, yeah. it's an amazing interview. And Don Lane handles Tom Waits brilliantly. Um, when Christian Bale also walks into the movie, I mean, God, into the um the party with the three girls. Yes. So you can see one's wearing cyan, there's magenta, and then there's yellow and Christian Bale's in black. So that's CMYK. So they're the four colours that is a shout out to the printing process for the comic books. 
So right. it's just a little oh, a go. little thing that they've done, a little bit of nod there. Um, uh, two more. Bruce Wayne's Lamborghini. It's called a Murcielago. So it's a Lamborghini Murcielago. Murcielago in Spanish means bat. Oh. So he's, yeah. So driving the bat. He is driving like a Batmobile. And obviously it wasn't black. Actually, the other week you guys were talking about um, Helen Razor, Matt Ray. And yes, you mentioned his car was the dog cock red. Dog cock red. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, because I, I, I've got a car and it was, it's performance blue. That's the color of it. And I was thinking. <laughs> When I when I bought, I wish there was a dog cock red. Oh, it must be a it must be a discontinued line or something. Oh, no, it does. DCR. It pops up. It pops up. DCR. Does it? Is it? Yeah. I, They're I cheaper. They're cheaper. It could must be have a real pinkish sort of tinge pinky to it. Hue. A hue, pinky hue. <laughs> yeah. But I know right on the on the tip of the bonnet, it's got a pinky hue. Because <laughs> when you guys talk about dog cock red as a car color, it killed me absolutely. I thought, are you kidding? <laughs> but um, and one more, oh, two more actually. Heath's name tag when he was a nurse had Matilda on it. Was the name of his daughter? Oh, yep. Okay. Well, um, but also the dogs and more. Morg's mentioned the dogs in there before. So one of the dogs, pancake. Yeah. No. Well, one of the dogs. Well, the Rottweilers in its name, the owner called it Stains, and apparently because the owner liked to go down to dog parks and yell out "Come Stains." <laughs> <laughs> Why did I just think of M Head from the land and uh, Victor yeah, Richter? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Excellent, Damien. Uh, got, you got anything, Dan? I do. Look, you just one. Um, there, yeah. the, one that gave me the most amusement was there's apparently there's a town in Turkey called Batman, and uh, they oh. sued Krista Nolan and the producers. <laughs> <laughs> because of the negative impact the film had caused to their city. So uh, there's oh, only one Batman in the world and the American producers use the name of our city without informing us. So uh, needless to say that uh, that law case did not go very further, <laughs> very much further, yeah. but thought that was pretty funny. And no, Gal and I never went to Batman in Turkey. We did see quite <laughs> a bit of Turkey, actually. We, had a, oh. we actually did an overnight... Bus ride from the um, from the coast in Turkey through to Istanbul to watch the AFL Grand Final with a couple of good mates from Adelaide, which we had just met, and uh, we were fucking tired when we got there. And I can't remember who won, but geez, it's good travelling. Okay, look, one of your best. While they were filming the chase scene on Lake Street, the Chicago Police Department received heaps of calls from the public saying that. The, the, the police were involved in a hot pursuit oh my God. with a unknown dark vehicle. <laughs> with, with a tumbler. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, they didn't recognize they it. They didn't recognize it. They're stupid people. It's a, and the cameras and the. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you were saying about Heath Ledger about prepping for the role. He locked himself in a motel room for six weeks. Yeah. Right. So, this role really did tip him over the edge. There's no doubt. He, he didn't recover. And he had a, he had a note, kept a notebook with him and, yeah. he, and he watched like hyenas and, and animals and, and things. And to. Yeah. He, he combined like uh, Sid Vicious and uh, Malcolm McDowell's character from A Clockwork Orange, oh, Alex. Right. Yeah, yeah, as that was sort of his uh, motivation for it. So while filming the, that same chase scene with well, the chase scene with the Joker in the SWAT, where they do the big truck tip over, they destroyed one of only four IMAX cameras in on the planet. Wow, they destroyed one of them. It's worth it. Yeah, so it was a <laughs> lot of expensive smash. Where'd they leave the camera? Like in the truck? Maybe. Oh, well, maybe. Okay. Practical, but they uh, many believe that this was the last year that there were only five pictures nominated for best picture. Many believe that it was because of this movie and Wally were being left out of the Academy Award best picture nominations that they extended it to I think it went to seven movies and oh. now it's 10 movies. Oh, right, yeah, oh, 
shit. So it was because of these. They, they think it was because they, of this they, year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there you go. There's a little bit of a listen to this behind the scenes. Damo, you crushed one degree with Gary Oldman. Yep. Okay, well played. Uh, and we'll start. Oh, and also, um, Hans Zimmer did backdraft. Oh, he did oh. too. Oh. Yeah, good play. Yeah. That's good called play. lateral thinking, Damo. Well played. You yeah. go. We go. <laughs> Billy Baldwin, the most derided actor, I think, in Born to Watch history. Yeah, uh, he's hated. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never do good another. Sliver. We'll never do another. <laughs> we'll never do another Billy Baldwin film. We'll never do another Billy Baldwin film. Oh, that's film. not true. Lucky I'd for say us, flatliners will turn up on this pod at one stage. Oh, actually, you, you might be wasn't right. He, wasn't he also like uh, one with Cindy Crawford, where he's like a fair game? <laughs> oh wow, fair yeah. game. He was like a James Bond type or an FBI. It was horrendous. Yeah, horrendous. Okay, notable quotables. Dan, you got any? I do. Uh, Ooh, this one, yes. Go. No, got got one again this week. So uh, the, the the quote is. You boys sure found a way to make the time pass up there. Oh, where was that? That was actually Randy Quaid from Brokeback Mountain, which... (laughs) (laughs) I fucking... (laughs) You boys sure found a way to make the time pass up there. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, look, I've definitely thrown out the rules on this particular one because there was no quotes in here I gave a shit about, but Brokeback Mountain I love and Randy Quaid's performance as the... uh, the, the land boss that finds that the two the two cowpokes up there doing a bit of poking uh, definitely definitely brought back uh, fine memories. So yeah, there we go. Damo, well, I think we've said a few. I love the, the hockey pants. I love. Yeah, I, it's I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, the, but also like um, when you know Batman just does that disappear. You know how he, how he yes. just he's talking and then all of a sudden he goes and like he, the first time he did it with Harvey Dent and Harvey Dent looks around he's gone and he does that and Gary Oldman <laughs> he just looks at him and yeah he does that. Yeah. Um, and when Harvey Dent walked into Alfred and said, uh, any, any ex-psychotic boyfriends I should know about? Oh, you have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I just love the way Michael Caine delivered everything. Everything he said to me was either funny mm. or it was some sage advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. What about I've got, I'll do one. Uh, and it's, it's a back and forth. It's uh, when he's sitting down with the gangsters. Uh, it's the Joker with Joker, the gangsters, yeah. and the and the gangsters like, uh, you know, what do you propose? And the Joker's like, it's simple. We uh, kill the Batman, and the mobsters laugh. And then Maroney goes, if it's so simple, why haven't you done it already? And the Joker goes, if you're good at something, you never do it for free. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really well. That good. whole scene was and great. That's, when he's, got, that that's when he's got the yeah. grenade yeah. in his uh, jacket in, his th- yeah. in the thumb. Oh, really like, cool. Yeah, that whole scene was awesome yeah. too. Okay, uh, that's a bit. Of, that's enough for quotables. And now, what is as Morgs will, I'm sure, announce is fast becoming in the top ten best segments of the podcast. Film school for F wits. Yes. Take it away, Dan. Look, I don't know. There's been some some good additions this week. It may have dropped out of the top ten this particular segment, but uh, this week I'm going to look at. I've telegraphed my thoughts a little on this particular film. I'm going to look at the ten. A mo- little. A little. All right. Yes. It, it hasn't been a subtle performance by one D Morgan from the land, but uh, the ten most overrated films of all time. Now, I, I was going to choose my own ten, but I thought that's unfair. So I looked into the critic sphere and thought I would go out into the wild west of Reddit 
to look at what uh, what all the Reddit users consider the ten worst films of all time. So look, I'm just I will go through it super quick, and I'll just get your thoughts on it. So this is in in the the order as voted by our Reddit brethren. But number ten was an interesting one: The Greatest Showman from 2017. The story of P.T. Barnum with Hugh Jackman. Now, uh, this is on huge high rotation at my house with my daughters. So it's something I've been exposed to. I probably haven't seen it from go to woe, but I've seen every single scene uh, on several times. What what do you guys think of that? Overrated or uh, a good flick? I I didn't want to see it, so I haven't seen it. I I really enjoy it. I like it. (laughs) I know the songs. I like it. It's not bad. It's not bad. Don't know. So look, no, I, have, I have no interest to see it. Fair enough. No, agreed. Number nine, uh, as as voted by the credit as the Reddit uh, Critosphere, Crash from two thousand and four. Now I think we've, oh, we've yeah. spoken about Crash many times before. Uh, Paul Haggis from uh, Crash. Look, inspired by a personal, uh, he was actually carjacked. That, that's what inspired this whole malarkey. So uh, a, a, a redditor describes it as being beaten over the head with an anvil watching this particular film. So, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. It certainly uh, Marie Kondo'd it uh, many years ago. Why do you? What do you think? Rubbish. I saw Don't it once. I saw yeah. It once. Uh, yeah, I saw it once and never again, yeah. Excellent. Next one we, we spoke about earlier, but uh, Gravity with with uh, George Clooney and, of course, the chick from the the, the one about the, NF, the NFL with Sandra Michael Bullock. Lloyd. That's it. That's who I'm trying to think of. Yeah. Speed. Yeah, now I, I, I almost have to recuse myself from this one because I haven't seen this one in a cinema. But Whitey has and speaks highly of it. Just disagree with the Redditors on this one, Whitey? Yeah, I love it. I think, it, well, it was one of the greatest cinema experiences I've had. Wow. Uh, I saw it in 3D. 2013, I saw that and I saw Planet of the Apes, the first one. And they were the two of the best movies I've ever seen in the cinema. Yeah. It was Wowzers. incredible. Wowzers. Damo? No, I, I haven't seen it. Excellent. I like that answer. At all. You haven't seen it at no. all. Fuck a duck. We'll give that a push, Whitey. Uh, you've, you've definitely uh, voted for, so I'll, I'll, yes. I won't side with you or the Redditors. I'll just call it a push. Number seven, yep. The Irishman. So Martin, Martin Scorsese's most recent pick, which we have spoken about often about the de-aging malarkey where he basically paid someone 17 bucks an hour on Canva to do his de-aging <laughs> process. And then old mate on YouTube got on there and actually put a bit of time into it and made it look good. Um, the Redditors don't like it. What do you guys think? I think it's too long. I think it's overrated. It's a bit of a mass wank. I tend to agree. Uh, Damo, any thoughts? Didn't say it. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> excellent answer. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm going to give that to the Redditors. It is a little overrated. Yeah. Number six is a film we've actually done on the podcast, Pretty Woman. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly with the Redditors. I do not understand how this is so beloved. Why do you you kind of dig it? I thought it I just, no, what I said was when we watched it, that I had forgotten it and I enjoyed watching it, but I don't get how it's one of the greatest romantic movies of all time. And they say Hooker too much in it, too much in it for me. Yes. <laughs> Damo? No, I do like it. I think it's a... Uh... 
It's not unreal, but I, I definitely, I think it's a, a great good soundtrack. As a, yeah, well, yeah, there's that. As well, I'll get over you. <laughs> no, no, I will. I will. Have you watched that, that the, the remake with Jimmy Fallon and Paul Rudd? Absolutely, I put it up. It's up on. Was the, that? Oh, uh, sorry, I couldn't remember. I couldn't yeah, remember who yeah. put it up there, but oh my god, go west. Yeah, yeah. No, so I, I like it. I like Dick Gear. I, 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 I did mine. I didn't. I, actually, the the thing I liked in that movie was the subplot about where he bought the shipyard and was going to build ships. That, that oh. sort of business side of it. I actually, I actually really like that. He ended up having a heart of gold. He didn't want to be a corporate oh, raider. Like yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I'm going to side with the Redditors on that one. It licks balls. Number five, <laughs> uh, The Notebook from 2004 with a couple of favourites. Favourites there. The Gosling, who a, a few of uh, myself and a few of the other Born to Watch aficionados have been accused of looking like in the past. And Rachel McAdams, oh, a, an actor that Whitey would definitely like to have a special lie down with. I actually definitely. can't remember this, but it looks pretty shit on the uh, the trailer I watched. Whitey, thoughts on the Notebook? Oh, look, it's 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 not my kind of movie, so I, I'm going to go with you. I think I agree. I think it's a bit overrated. Don't mate. It's been it's been on in our house, and I have not watched it. Yeah, yeah, no, excellent. All right, it's a win for the redditors on that one. Number four. Uh, again, James Cameron, he features heavily in these particular lists. At number four, it's his previously biggest grossing film of all time, which has recently been surpassed by himself. Um, this one is Titanic. came out in 1997. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, it's not a film I revisit. I can appreciate the spectacle of what it did at the time. Is it overrated? I don't know. I, don't, I never rated it in the first place, so it's hard for me to say. Damo, what do you think of Titanic? I I like it. I I watched it maybe a month ago. I just thought I'd – and I actually really enjoyed it. I don't think it's I, – I do think it's overrated. I, I don't think it – you know, it won. It's won everything. Pool, won everything. But it's still – I think it's a bloody good movie and a really enjoyable movie. I liked it. It's a good movie. It was the first I, I film to reach the billion-dollar mark before Avatar. So, essentially, commercial success, it, it didn't get any bigger. Whitey, what, what do you, you've watched it recently as well? Yeah, I, I took Isabel to the movies for Valentine's That's Day right, that's right, yeah. Titanic in 3D. Uh, I've watched it twice in 2023, uh, and I, I enjoy it. I, I don't mind Titanic. I, look, it probably uh, maybe is Maybe I should give it, look, I, I'm going to side with Reddit and Damo on this one that it is yeah. overrated, but I am going to give it another look, so I'll, I'll come back to you it's on that one. It's worth a watch. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's pretty amazing. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get the girls involved, and uh, I can, I yeah, can watch that. Do that. Call, I can pretend it's family time, get a few points on Absolutely. the board. Uh, getting to the top three, let's let's speed this up. Greece from 1978. I'm going to say fuck no. I remember fuck this. Off. Yeah, I, this is a very Mate. fond movie experience for me. I've seen it. I've seen it at Demo Four. I've seen it heaps. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Reddit. Fuck yeah. off. What do you guys think? Mate, I reckon I've seen this movie a hundred. I've seen Greece a yeah. hundred times. I'd agree. I'd yeah, agree. I might, I might add up. I might be in the six, seven mark. Oh well, that's that's four hundred. That's 50. So. <laughs> yes. fifty. Yeah, no, nah, Reddit, you've got that wrong. That's I don't know no, the youth of today. Please, go away. They're fucking get off. Get back on your TikToks and fuck off. Um, number two, look, we, we've all been tortured by this one. Demo, maybe not so much, but well, I know that Matthew and I have. It's from twenty thirteen. The animation. Uh, frozen, let it go, let it go. Look, I, I don't know. Look again. This is a film I have not seen from start to finish, but I've seen every single 
uh, frame from this film on numerous occasions. Uh, Obviously, it became a a force of nature. Uh, Is it overrated? I don't know. I don't know how to rate it. Like, I know that the kids lost their fucking minds for it. So, Whitey, what do you think? This this was released when I had the video shop. I must have. I reckon I've seen this movie fifty times, Uh, and because I've got kids. I don't think it's overrated. I think it's. Who, I, I don't understand how they're labelling it. We, yeah, I how don't, can they say it's overrated? Like it was made for children. That's exactly the children went mental for it. It's not. Over, I don't think it's overrated. Calm down, Gen Z or Gen fucking whatever you are. Yeah. It's not, not everything's about you. This film is for kids, and they dig it and say yeah. no. I'm going to say Reddit get fucked on that one. Uh, do not think it's overrated. Look, number one. I'm actually going to do number one, one and number one point five. So number one point five. Not on the list from Reddit, but I'm going to throw The Dark Knight into the mix. So uh, I don't know that I'm going to get any love from you two, but I look, I remember being very excited to watch this film and going to the movies. I've seen it multiple times since. I haven't seen it in a long time. Is it overrated, Damo? Not at all. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I love it. I, it's not my favourite of the trilogy, but I love it. Your what's, what's your, what's your favourite? Yeah, yeah, what's your favourite? Your, your Rises? The, the last one. The one with the denouement. Is that with Boone? Boone! Yeah. I, yeah. But, I, but they're, all three are, to me, unbelievably brilliant. I haven't seen Batman Begins overrated. for a long, 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 long time, so maybe I should revisit good. that. Yeah. Um, Whitey, I, I think I know no, your answer, but no, no don't, don't think it's so. all right. We'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. But uh, number one, James Cameron, again, it's come up many times on this particular podcast, Avatar. but Avatar from 2009. Obviously, I'm in the fuck yeah Reddit. You guys are on point. You should be on the Academy team with me. Uh, Damo, <laughs> what do you think about Avatar? I love it. I think it's a great. It could be overrated though, because if people, you know, it's not changed, changed it, it's, cinema forever. It's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I freaking love it. Like, I think I scored it around the fours or whatever. I don't know. What are people, are they saying if it's rated as a, as a, as a perfect movie? But it's a bloody good movie. I love it. I think it's an awesome movie. I've enjoyed it every time I watched it. And in 3D, it was spectacular. It changed, it changed movies forever. I think I think the you, main you, you gave you gave Avatar a four, Damo. I did, yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think it's a great movie. Yeah. I, I really do like it. But I'm just thinking maybe people are rating it as a five. And then you could possibly pose an argument that, oh yeah, maybe it's not a five. No, that's a, that's a good a point. Whitey, Whitey, what do you think? I don't think it's overrated. I think it's it, it's. It... I I've never seen. I, uh... We've spoken about this before. Look, I I think, and I know you two really dig it. I, I've never come across a film that grossed so much and people saw multiple times, and obviously changed cinema with the uh, that a lot of the technical stuff that James Cameron brought to the screen, but so, so, so lightly revisited, I guess. So it feels like a lot of people watched it at the movie and maybe seen it twice and then left it alone for 15 years. Like I, I, I don't know. And maybe that's the problem. Me personally, I have no interest in watching this ever again. My kids love it. They, they, they really dig it. They love the new one, but yeah, I'm going to agree with the Redditors. So that's me and Reddit, which is uh, 1.2 billion people versus but you two. There is, so <laughs> no, there is two versions though of this movie. There's the cinema version, and there's the movie, an and the one where you watch it at home on your flat screen. On there's your a fucking. TV. There's yeah. an extended movie. No, no. What I'm saying there's is the, the, version, the yeah. cinema experience is like watching a far better movie, and then when you go and watch it on a TV, it's not as good because it's just 
mind-blowingly yeah, amazing I get it. in 3D. Get it. Yeah, okay. It's just, it, if you're watching in a cinema, it's brilliant. But if you're watching on TV, yeah, maybe, maybe. There's an argument there. Oh, good point. Yeah. No, I like it. That look, that's it. That's uh, that. They were they were Reddit's top tens. Um, any others that really spring to mind for you guys of the last sort of 20, 30 years that have been high praise, but you don't dig on? I don't dig on the Godfather. Interesting. Interesting take. Really? What, what that's, don't, that's yeah. take. What, what don't you take, take on that? I, slow. Um, well, you you talked about you didn't care about these people. I didn't care about those people. Ooh. I didn't care about. I didn't care about them. Um, maybe I might go. I might even. I might even throw in Pop Fiction. I just damn. It's strange okay. that you mentioned that, but that actually popped up a lot in in doing a bit of research for this particular segment. It can't. I I completely uh, shot it down because I'm a big fan of that film. But yes, it popped up quite a lot in overrated films. So wow. Yeah. Well, Pop Fiction is one of the greatest. Uh, Pop Fiction is one of the greatest movies ever made. No, no, no. So this obviously, is, no. About, yeah, no, anything, though, though that, uh, that oh, is there a movie that you think that everyone froths out on and jizzes their pants and you think you guys are tripping? Go Any, any Wes Anderson movie? Ooh. Wes Anderson. That's any, a bit of, any Wes Anderson That's movie. a bit of a dick punch. Life Aquatic, uh, Budapest oh. Hotel. Uh, you know, if it's got Wes Anderson in it, it is, it's unwatchable for me. Oh. It's unwatchable. I'm going to have to overrule that, but... Uh, your your de- definitely definitely <laughs> definitely uh, we might I might even edit that bit out myself. But uh, anyway, that was film school for efforts this week. Well done, Damo. Thank you. Uh, let's move on. Okay, good one. That was that was a good one. Ten or eleven or maybe twelve or fourteen of the most overrated movies ever, according including, to some in, people, including The Godfather, which is incredible. <laughs> Damo. Uh, so so yeah. we are we are moving into Stan Bush Kickass credit song, and I'm going to apologise because. I'm back up on the mic. Gao is away. Dan was trying tried to flick past it to Damo. Damo wanted to oh, do a 2008 like... <laughs> um, medley. Uh, and, <laughs> and so this afternoon, I quickly put uh, pen to paper and came up with my Dark Knight kick-ass credit song, and it's called Cape and Cow. It's and called Cow. Cow. Cape? C-O-W-L. That, that's what the... he wears on his oh, face his is called a cow. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, I thought that was uh, his box. What he wears on his face is not called a helmet. It's called a cow. Right. I didn't know yes. that. So there you go. We learn all the time here. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Kick-ass credit song. It is called Cape and Cow. Yeah. As we have established, the cow is what Batman wears on his face. Okay. The, okay. Cod, the, cod, the cod piece is what he wears on his dick. That over, is over called. his Prince Albert. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did he? Sorry, sorry, sorry. In in when you were showering at Warringah Rugby Club, did anyone run the Prince Albert? Did you ever come across? No, it, was, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't really a thing back in the nineties. Well, it wasn't real good 90s. to play your game. No, no, but, because when Gow and I were on our travels at the Williams Lake Rugby Club, the powerhouse of the interior in British Columbia, there were actually two Prince Alberts that we saw in the showers, and Gow and I were quite wow. shocked. Yeah, and I, I just didn't. Uh, those, let's I'll be, be honest though; those those Canadians are fucked up. <laughs> They've got some big hammers as well, so it was there was quite a bit of uh, bit of steel that was involved. But I digressed. Yeah. Okay, and here we go. Digressing from the Prince Albert to the Prince of the microphone. Uh, it's me with uh, cape and cow again. All right. 
Gotham's finest bachelor got a secret inside. In public, he's pounding Russians, broken since his parents died. Alive for fighting crime by the cover of dark. They won't know who I am when my voice sounds like a bark. Alfred's my butler, he's a cheeky palmy git. I'm in love with Rachel, but I'll never see a tit. Harvey the DA is way out of his hell. With the help of Jim Gordon, Gotham's crime we will quell. Cape and cow, what a way to make a living. The Joker's a menace, he cannot be forgiven. We head to the streets to bring this Joker down. With a tumbler and a bat pot, I'll turn his smile to a frown. Gotham needs a hero who's mistaken for a villain. Cape and cow, what a way to make a living. <laughs> that is unbelievably good. Oh, that well melody done. was well awesome. <laughs> And I never so thought good. I would hear a song with the word quell featured. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well done. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Gotham's crime, we will quell. Oh, the, the Bernie <laughs> Torpen of Born, Born to Watch, Matt Gowan, will be a little bit concerned after that effort. So, yeah, his mantle may be taken. I liked um, the, the, the cape and cow bit because you sung that bit a bit slower. Yeah. And then the, it just fitted so nicely into that song. Made it up. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot the melody. Keep made it up. Keep and cow. What a way to make a living. Listen here, you f-wits out there. You don't have to pay fucking shit all for that fucking magic. Like, just That's right. what what sort Not of content yet. can you get for free out there these yeah. days? Like, you just got magic Back for no dime. Like, fuck you yeah. all. We might be moving. We might be moving. Kick-ass credit song to Patreon. <laughs> Is that charging what, people for? Is that where we need up? Five bucks a month. <laughs> that that, that, that's only fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry. I was thinking. Oh, I, no, to... I think you can nude up on Patreon. Uh, you can nude up on yeah. Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do Discord. Uh, Discord as well. Uh, we're going to do them yeah. all. Okay. Star of the show. We'll start with the guest. Who you got? Um. Well, f- for me, like I said, I there's a this this soundtrack is in my life all the time. But when um. So he died six months before the movie came out and Hans Zimmer thought, no, I've got to tone this soundtrack down. But then he thought, no, the best way to respect the performance, the best way to respect the man is to keep the edges in the soundtrack, the steel, the razor blades, the broken glass. So for me, it's it's Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard who came up with the score. They did the first two scores. Hans did the final one on his own. But they are the star. Obviously, Heath was awesome, but... For me, the thing that touches my soul, mate, I listen to it all the time, is this score. And there is a thing on YouTube, and I might even stick this up on the um, your Born to Watch Facebook page as well, just a little link. But it's it's The Dark Knight Live, or the song's called A Dark Knight, and it is so freaking amazing. And I, every time I hear it, like, I'm just completely filled with emotion. Like, it, it just... Yeah, it, it absolutely consumes me, this music. I love it. And, mm-hmm. and for me, when I hear it in, this, in the movie, it just enhances this movie so much. Yeah, awesome. It's, it's awesome. hard to disagree. Yeah, love And it. you? Yeah, I, I, again, with Damo, something a little bit different this week, but the, the special effects supervisor is a name a guy by the name of Chris Corbold, and he's the one that actually turned Chris Nolan's sketch of a 18-wheeler articulated prime mover-driven semi-trailer into flipping on its uh, its nose and, and turn it into reality. And so he actually tried to talk Nolan out of it. He tried to get him to do a SWAT vehicle or something a bit smaller for the same sort of effect. Yeah. But Nolan was like, no, fuck off. It's going to be a, it's going to be a semi-trailer. And Chris Corbald was the guy that was able to uh, to actually get it 
get it done and not take it out any buildings and, and, and not kill anyone. So well played, young man. I think that was excellent and just an incredible scene. Yeah, I, th- I think the only CGI part in that flip truck was taking out the the wires. The, the, the mechanism that, that yeah. ramp that that sort of propelled it in the air, and that was the only. C- other, other than that, it was it's a freaking semi trailer getting yeah, flipped. flipped. Yeah. Incredible, like, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to go. Look, it's hard not to go Heath Ledger, and not, we haven't gone Heath Ledger, and but I'm going to go Heath Ledger. Yep, of course. If, if you guys had not, if someone had gone Heath Ledger, I would have gone something different. But we've covered all bases. There's here. so many. Yeah, we've covered all bases here. I'm going with Heath Ledger. It was an incredible performance. It's a shame he's gone. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, we'll have the Dark Knight forever, Heath, uh, in our hearts. Okay. Final thoughts. I love I love the Dark Knight, and I shall continue to. I know that Damo does as well. I know I knew when Damo suggested this with the what the shit that we would get from Daniel, <laughs> so that was fully expected. And and he's brought his A game, I must say. So well done. So we're going to move into the rank bank. Got a couple options here. Got uh, human bombs. So the guy in the jail with the oh, oh, the phone, the phone he's got. Yeah. Cash bonfires. Yep. Yeah, also uh, good. on top. Pencil impalements. Oh, excellent. Michael Jai Pen- White. Pencil yeah. trick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the door disappearing pencils. Could yeah. be. Yeah, it could uh, be disappearing. Dodgy mob accountants. Or. Russian ballerinas. <laughs> what about what about hockey pants? <laughs> uh, well, it's got to be hockey pants. Hockey pants it is. It's got to be hockey pants it is. Okay, so how many... Hockey... I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> how many <laughs> hockey pants, Damo, are you giving the Dark Knight? Yeah, look, uh, as I said, this, is, this um, movie is part of my everyday life and I'm talking every single week. It's a five. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's uh, big. Yeah, every performance, every bit of dialogue and, of course, the score. Okay, well, five. Well done. Perfect film. Jeez, we're pumping some fives out of late. Yep. Uh, Daniel, how many hockey pants are you giving The Dark Knight? You know what? Damo's actually, his passion for this film and, and things like the Hans Zimmer, uh, the, the soundtrack and, and the score, he's really uh, he's really made me think maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but I really <laughs> did not enjoy watching this movie. I was bored as shit. I I think I, I think I really enjoyed it when we first saw it some fifteen years ago, but since then I just couldn't I couldn't give a shit about anyone in the film, any of the characters. So I had it as a two out of five, which is very harsh. I'm going to change it to a three just because <laughs> Damo loves it so much. But no, mate, no, listen, it's fine. Four no, out of 10, no, I'm going to give it no a three. I'm giving it a three. Yeah, okay. So yeah, okay, yeah. so no, I, I probably won't ever watch it again. I was bored as shit. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, I love the Dark Knight. I, I'm giving it four point five. I don't think it's a ten. I don't think it's a five out of, out of five. I don't think it's a ten out of ten movie. But it's damn close. It's four point five for me. That's interesting. Where this is going to sit, this uh, four point one seven is the final score for the Dark Knight, and that sits it in equal seventeenth spot. With The Guard, 4.17 Derringers, and Mad Max, 4.17 Fuel-Injected Suicide Machines. Just below a plethora of films. Full Metal Jacket, Ghostbusters, Animal Kingdom, The Usual Suspects, all on 4.25. 
I would I would so watch all of those films again before I'd watch The Dark Knight. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. We knew that was coming. Just mate, but you just got to remember, Dan. Just remember one thing. Cape and cow. What a way to make a <laughs> Mate, I would listen to your song <laughs> 1,000 times more than I would commit to watching the film again. So, well, yeah. So, so I'll just want to touch on something then because, you know, like sometimes we we miss things that others see and, and we see things that others miss or whatever. So, like, I watch The Dark Knight completely differently to the way Morgs watches The Dark Knight. So I've got some feedback here. I just want, I thought I might, might be a good time just to bring it up. So I got a message from the president of the Can't Buy Me Love fan club. <laughs> Dear Born to Watch, <laughs> go and suck on one of Big John's farts. <laughs> right? So also from the president. <laughs> like, okay, look, look, it's me, right? <laughs> Can't Buy Me Love. Is a and this is what I say. We 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 all think differently. Is a gem of a movie for me, right? It has an amazing message. You know, don't go changing. Be yourself. It's, it's an amazing message. It's also so well acted. So well acted, Whitey, that you couldn't imagine Patrick Dempsey doing anything but a door. You can't <laughs> believe he's McDreamy. He's not McDreamy. Exactly. But that's how well acted it is. So, but the the thing that I noticed most was, and in your film school and in all your talks about other high school movies, I didn't hear you mention Clueless. I didn't hear you mention Mean Girls. I didn't hear you mention all, She's All That or 10 Things I Hate About You. Because that's the lane. This movie's in now. I just think you guys are watching this from the other side of the road, because th- I, I, that's what I mean. We're all sort of different. I loved it. Mate, you guys, trashed it, it sounds like if you were on the podcast, yep. what, what, what would you have given? Can't buy me love. I love it. I'd give it a four. Okay, wow, so okay. hang on. So we we rated, can't buy me love, one point five. Dump, yeah. dump rag, yeah. dump rag yeah. berets. Berets, yeah. Right now, if if we add in the. Four. I, I love from it. Demo. Seriously, it's, I've seen it like five you know times. What? <laughs> if we add the four from Demo, well, you don't have to. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. I'm just doing this for yeah. this. Still for, at the bottom. I see how upset you are. <laughs> it oh, still no. lasts. It's two point one three. Yeah. And Roadhouse is two point one seven. So we don't give a fuck about your. Uh, yeah. No, nah, that's no. So I do give a fuck, and I, I think of all the of all the films. <laughs> I, 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 I selected Can't Buy Me Love because I remembered it very fondly as well, Damo. But I, I just didn't live up to my heightened mm. nostalgia expectations that I revisit the other films that though you mentioned there. I think Ten Things I Hate About You, that the other great Heath Ledger performance, which I actually enjoy that movie. But I think the other ones you mentioned were I was too old to appreciate teen movies. So Clueless, mm. I was probably just a bit over the hill to really buy into oh, that. Mean Girls. Mean, no, mean, sorry, yeah. Mean Girls I've, I have seen, and I pro- that's another one I probably should revisit with my You're girls. Written by Tina Fey. But yeah, exactly, yeah. who I who oh, okay. I really enjoy Tina Fey's bit. But yeah, I, 10 Things I Hate About You, though, I totally agree. I think he's a, a very, very good teen flick. And it's a, it's a subgenre. That we it becomes yes. less relevant to us as we're able it, it, to live it, in over fifties yeah, fucking uh, uh, developments on the Sunshine Coast. So uh, Oasis and the Sunshine Coast too. I just want, I also want to bring up the um, I saw that um, that tourism commercial, the tourism campaign that Noosa just brought out like two months ago. Noosa looks beautiful. You know the one with Michael Clark and his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it looks if you loved the Dark Knight, what are you suggesting, Damo? Um, Condor Man. <laughs> is, is that with like, Michael, Michael Crawford? Michael Crawford. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, he's, got, he's got the car. Oh, Jenny. He's got the boat. Oh, Jenny. Yeah, yeah, oh. Michael Crawford. He's exactly he's like a Bruce Wayne, but um, I, 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 well, there is that. Um, <laughs> so I've t- I've talked about movies that I used to watch at the library in the school holidays. There was Life of Brian. There was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Condor Man was actually yeah. on rotation where I'd go, Mum, can I yeah. go to the library and watch a fucking one of these movies that's not at a cinema for free in the library? Condor Man was one of them. Excellent choice, the, the, Damo. The scene with the Porsches, but I, I like those. Um, you know, this. So I'm, I was just thinking of men in. They're not superhero. They don't have superpowers. It's just he's Batman. Costume. He may as well be Batman. Yeah, exactly. So, so besides Condor Man, there was Dark Man. Do you yep. remember that Liam. with Liam Neeson? Right. Obviously, there's Watchmen. Yeah. None of them apart from um, Mr. Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, Kick Ass, which I really enjoyed. Kick Ass, exactly. Yeah. Kick Ass one and two, Hit yeah. Girl, like. Yeah. But Kick Ass one, like Nicholas Cage's. Excellent. That, that may be one of his yeah. best. But I really, I, Kick Ass, I really love, but because it, it takes the piss out of fucking superhero movies, that's why I like it. Anyway, yes. continue. Yeah, I love. And my other one that I'd say that maybe you guys probably don't like, and I love Spawn. I, I, I think it's an awesome Michael movie. Dry Michael Dry White. I love Spawn. Oh, he's such. It's a, one of the first comic book movies. He's, that was ninety-seven. That. Yeah, Tom McFarlane. Yeah. yeah, stuff. I just think he's just such a cool comic book character. It's a Sunny Payne. Love as well. Yeah. It's the effects and everything. Like John Leguizamo's in it. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a, I love it. Yeah. I think he's such a cool. Okay. Well hero. Done. Excellent. Well choice, done, Dan. Donna. What do you got? Yeah. I, look, it's something that I think that everyone, it's a, a bit of an obvious choice on the back of this one, but Croupier with, with uh, Clive Owen from 19, uh, 1998. It's a mystery thriller. Uh, it rated 95% right. on the tomato movie. So it's, it's, look, it's about a writer slumming for human truths. And real experience as his uh, his role as a croupier in in the London underworld. So it's a gut churningly compelling backdrop to look at our darker side. So I think that it's an it's an obvious companion to this particular film as an art house <laughs> oh, yeah. as yeah, an art obvious. house flick. It's, it's with, like gals with, with characters that you care about. Six yeah, cents. Six cents. Yeah. Exactly. So check it out. I thought you might say like the horse whisperer or something. Clive <laughs> yeah. Owen, croupier. Check it out. Okay. Uh, it's it's in Morgs's contract that every twelve pods that we have to mention Croupier. Right. Uh, I'm sure no one has watched it. Not even Strangles. Not even Dark Knight fans. No. So, I if you like this, I think John Wick. Right. Uh, John Wick is incredible. John Wick's very raid like. I think. Oh, John Wick. Yeah. Well, John John Wick Four comes out this week. Well, it'll already be out because this mm. is, but. Uh, you know, so just to, just to stop you there, so I, yeah. I actually, all jokes aside, thought about, thought about John Wick when I was watching this. So I don't compare John Wick with superhero movies. So it's a hyper-realistic, obviously completely over the top, but I, I, think, I think the first John Wick was amazing and I believe the, the new one, John Wick 4, is already yeah. receiving incredible praise. So, I, I look, I think it's an amazing film, but I don't see the link between that and superhero movies. No, I'm not saying that it's, it's a superhero movie. What I'm saying, if you like the dark and the grittiness... One, one against... Yeah, and, and one on man own, against the, yeah. against the, the dark the side. Like yep. it's, I think that's good. The other one is Enemy of the Estate with Will Smith, who's been cancelled. With Gene, Scott, Gene Hackman. with Gene Hackman. Mm. With Gene Hackman. Uh, it's again, he's, he's a, uh, a lawyer who becomes sort of embroiled in a conspiracy and has to, he's on his own. So and that's yep. another one. Good good sort of actioner. So those two, uh, obviously you could say any Batman movie or any superhero oh, movie. Uh, but well, that's what I think. There was obvious yeah, ones too. Yeah. yeah like yeah. So <laughs> I thought it would get a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. That's it for this episode. But we're going to do something a little bit 
different tonight, and we're going to pick the next movie via a number generator on our phone. Is this chat chat GPT? No, it's not. It's called number generator (laughs) on Google. Cryptic. Cryptic. Very cryptic. Wow. So we're going to pick a movie between a number between 50. This is good podcasting, isn't it? 50. Action packed. And hold with me. 50. Hang on. 50 and 271. What? Jesus. What, and I want you just to list? hit want you on our list of, of movies. Hit generate, please. So I'm like Adriana Exenities from Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> hit generate. So we've we've chosen what number did we choose, Damo? 201. 201. 201. Okay. When Harry met Sally. Oh, oh, oh. I'll for what the she's having ladies. Yeah. Nora e- Nora ladies. Ephron. Nora Ephron, yeah. yeah. Uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Bruno Billy, Kirby. Billy yeah, Crystal. love Bruno, Bruno Kirby. But, but, did is, Harry is, is Bruno Kirby still with us? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, anyway, we'll get on it, Gal. You can sort that out next pod. But yeah, Carrie Fisher. Okay. Rest in peace. So next week, next week is when Harry met Sally. Uh, we thoroughly enjoyed dissecting the Dark Knight, two versus one. Yep. Uh, in the great words, the great words of Spice Girls, uh, when two become one. Yeah. Uh, and that's it from us on Born to Watch this week. And we'll see you on the line next week. Thank you, Damo. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> I can tell. Thank you, Daniel. Good work, team. Great to have you on board, Damo. Speak to you both soon. Fwits, check it out. See you on the line next week. Bye for now. Yep. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, Give us a five-star review and share with your friends.